1: and Ohio's sports destination.
2: It's time to add some spice to your nooner. Nooner. (laughs) Funny. This is the place where big-time guests, bold opinions, and little cute doggies come together. This, this is Rothman and Ice.
3: Sponsored by Pella Columbus. Windows and doors that go beyond. All right, here we go on a Thursday.
4: Maddie calls it a thirsty Thursday, apparently. A lot of trends going on. I want to be trendy? Got to be hip. Uh, we are Rothman and Ice. Anthony Rothman here. Maddie Ice over there. CB behind the glass. How we feeling, boys? Man, I feel good. I feel good. One
5: day closer to a Freaky Friday. So you know when uh, we're 24 hours away from that show, I can never complain. How are you feeling? You got today, your water go? today? I do have my I, water I can today. Sense
4: some lip smacking. I want to make sure in, that uh, the pipes are lip smack. <laughs> going on Things are in order today. I was out of whack uh yesterday
5: but I- i'm ready to rock and roll today baby we don't need to uh, ask the boss on the air to bring no. you anything and see that wasn't even me asking
4: that was just our boss well, looking out for your boy certain you know? guys yeah. are at that level they don't need to ask <laughs> things come to them
5: oh uh, if i if i get that treatment what is an emmy award winning okay. host to get around here that, that's what i need to find out we got employee of the I year mean, was that
6: in the contract you just signed well uh, you know
5: what it was not in the contract I just signed. And speaking of that, lifetime contract? No, it is not a uh, lifetime contract. But not one of those. No, <laughs> I'm here day by day, day by day. But honestly, no. All jokes aside, there's been a lot of people that have reached out to me. Whether it's on. Twitter, or social media, other social media platforms, emails. Thank you for the kind words. Um, this has been awesome for me to, to rock out with UAR for a long time to, but to be your co-host for the last couple of years has been a joy for me and to do radio in a uh, city I grew up in. I, I can't be uh, thankful enough for that. So honestly, to our listeners that support the show and, you know, for the few people that support me,
4: thank you and, uh, let's keep it rolling. Well, it's well deserved and love doing this with you 15 hours a week. Hopefully, uh, we get to do it and you can uh, name your own terms and all that and how you want it to go for the rest of your time here at the fam. But I'll say this, and I've said it before on the air on how I equate this job is very much like a sports team in that you can be successful, you can be a winning team, you can even be a championship team. But the most important part, and I've, I've always heard this from athletes, and it never became true for me until I kind of got into the business and then doing this every day. When I've heard athletes say, when they've been asked, what do you think you'll miss the most? Nine out of 10 say, love going to the park. Mm-hmm. Love going to the park with these guys. They don't talk about the games. and don't talk about the wins. They rarely talk about practice. Sometimes they'll talk about the locker room and the camaraderie, which is a big part of this. But you got to enjoy going to the yard and if you don't, you're in the wrong field yeah. because the wins do not replace the everyday feeling of going to work, mm-hmm. honestly. And I'm, I'm being as genuine as I can. And so when you have someone that you really love being able to do this with every day, it makes the wins that much more yeah. fulfilling. So I think I, it's well back said to you. No,
5: I think it, it absolutely is. is well said. And uh, yeah, I'm just... Uh, I'm so thankful to be in this position and you know how much you mean to me as not only a host but a friend and you and I have so many off the air conversations about real things in my life that you help me with and that's been a constant for me since i've worked at the fans so uh yeah it's a dream come true and i I don't take it for granted and i'm so thankful for our listeners that give us some of their time every day because without them this wouldn't be possible so yeah man uh let's keep
4: cooking yeah absolutely we will do that with our friend jordan DeJohnny, nfl cbs reporter 1233 cam meller uh he's the executive director of the college football network he's also the you know he's got a pretty fancy Resume, the deputy editor of the NFL Scouting, which is on Pro Football Network, PFN 365. So he'll jump on. And then our guy Double D from the Circle City at 233 will get his feeling. I'll be curious to see how he feels about whether this is just a fun little ride for Jake Diebler or whether there's a real chance that he could at least get himself in the mix. You and I have talked about this kind of in a real sense that while I mean praising him and acknowledging what he's done has been so real. The the what Ohio State has to figure out is if he goes on this magical run, and even even if it he doesn't scare them getting into the NCAA tournament, even if he kind of goes on a magical run and protects home court and beats Michigan, gets in the tournament, makes a little noise in the Big Ten, they've got to decide whether or not He's captured a little lightning in a bottle here because everyone feels a little bit refreshed and defending their reputation of Ohio State. The players are defending their athletic ability. The team is defending, are they a team or not? And so they've been riding this little bit of a high here with those two very signature wins, beating Purdue and then going into East Lansing. If somehow he continues this, then they have to decide how real this really is because I've admitted you do get a little juice. At least you should. If your boss gets fired, if your coach gets fired, you actually like that person, and you feel like you're somewhat responsible for this season going down the tubes, listen, I know that Chris Holtman was the highest-paid guy on that team. It all stops and starts with him, so it's his responsibility, and he knew that, and this was a season that they should have achieved more than they have. But that's what Ohio State and Bjork is going to have to figure out is how legit is this? Yeah. And we won't know that, like you and I have talked about, we won't know that until he finished. Because if they if they lay an egg here at the end or they're not maybe they're they're surviving on a little more than talent right now. The talent's taking him to this point, but it's that effort and rep and pride and everything else you thought would be there this season, somehow that's come back to the surface because of the realization that we got our coach fired, or he got himself fired, or whatever you want to look at it. How much is it that, and how much is it? Maybe the guy we need is right before our eyes, and we don't even know it. That's the we just don't know. That's the hard part yeah. about this,
5: right? Is that if if Coach Diebler turns into Aladdin and goes on a magic carpet ride and brings home some a whole goods, new world. A whole new world. How do you measure that? It,
4: it's kind of <laughs> like AR. It's kind of like when the, you talk about him, we should have that plane yeah, up. Every no, time we talk he, about T now, we should have a theme. He turns it into a damn Aladdin, good theme. It is, it yeah. really is.
5: Because to me, and I don't know if this is a, a great comp, but let's say he goes on a run here, wins yeah. out the rest of the regular season, and name does some the games. Name the names. Nebraska, Michigan. There you
4: go. Um who else?
5: So you run name a big dog. I
4: was doing it. I, I got us. <laughs> no, I got us too. I got us too. But I, See, I, you should know. I
5: understand what you're saying. I, I understand what you're saying. If we've lost interest. If he cleans up the rest of the way throughout the regular season, and the schedule is as you were alluding yeah. to, Nebraska, Michigan, and then at Rutgers okay. to end the regular season, you go three and zero. You go into the Big Ten tournament, and let's say you get to the to the final game. Is that going to be enough? And I think it's. It's similar to what the Chicago Bears are dealing with, to where you have a decent feel on what your guy is, but you really don't know. And so that could be a massive mental issue for the decision makers, because it's like if we let this guy go to bring in, I don't know, McDermott or whoever well, is going to be the guy, i just throwing man. out names. Sean yeah. Miller. Sean Miller, whatever and Deebler goes on to be a dude, think about dealing with that. And that's similar to what the Bears are dealing with right now. If they get rid of Justin Fields, and Justin Fields goes to Atlanta or Pittsburgh or wherever and turns into a problem at quarterback, then you, you, you're you going to have regret, and that's not going to be a good thing on your resume. So we got a long way to go to get to that point, and all he can do is rack up dubs, and obviously yeah. that will help him. We just don't know what boxes he needs to check in the minds of Gene Smith and in the mind of Ross Bjork and in the mind of President Carter and whoever else is going to be involved with that. But he's off to a pretty good start, man. But he's got to continue that tonight at home against Nebraska. But there are things to like. You can't deny that. But I still think at the end of the day, regardless of what he does They're going to do a search and they're going to talk to multiple candidates just to make sure they can talk to all the different candidates or or characters in this story or in our Aladdin movie here that we just cooked up. That way you can, uh, you know, funnel it down to two or three guys that you feel strongly
4: about, then go from there. Well, that's for sure that's going to happen. And you had him calling Coach K the other day. So it's not like that's going to be, you know, you you said we started at the summit and we worked down. Make them tell you no. Well, I think that. The Jake Diebler story is very cool. I wish him a lot of luck. Yep. I don't. I mean, as long as your dude's a dude, it doesn't matter. Like Jake goes on and becomes a good uh, basketball coach somewhere. As long as the guy you hire becomes successful here, then it doesn't matter. Then it's a win-win for everybody. The the backfire you're talking about is he goes on and becomes a great coach, and the guy that you hire mm-hmm. is not good. Right. Then all of a sudden, it's a massive no mistake. Um, he would be cheaper. Then I'm not saying they want to do that, but they are paying a guy 13 million not to coach. Mm. So maybe there's something there, but yeah. they seem to be doing pretty well in the money printing business over at Ohio State. How much they want to dedicate to hoops, we don't know. right? I mean, they want to be good, but they have to spend, and in this era, you got to spend money in different ways. So it'll be interesting. If, if you do feel like his lack of experience is made up for in watching him coach a game now and realizing he does know exactly what he's doing, I mean, a coach can only do so much, but I, I feel like, They want to make sure that they have somebody that's been there, done that. Now they've had, they did have that with Holtman to some degree, but I think they, they are looking, I think, to have this thing snap back big time. The tough part about
5: this too is you can't measure how he does or would do on the recruiting trail. Because that's a large Mm -hmm. part of this, right, is we don't have that evidence where you have Coach Diebler as the head honcho of the ship going out there and grabbing this guy or going into the portal and getting this guy that's highly touted in said transfer portal. That's the tough part about this because if he does win, is that all
4: that matters to them. So I will say this from when he was, when he worked under Thad as a video coordinator and he was and then he was doing the assistant job at Valpo and Vandy, people felt like he was the primary recruiter for Darius Garland. And that's a five-star dude. But Darius Uh, ended up at Vandy. That's when he was there. I thought you said Valpo. No, I said Valpo and Vandy. Okay, I got you. Valpo and Vandy. And when Darius went there, that they felt like, Jake was a big piece of that. was the guy. And we know Darius
5: is an absolute stud. He's got that on his... That's one example. That's that's just, but it's a great example, right? You land Darius Garland. (laughs) That is a great feather to have in your cap. So, there's a lot of things working for him, and there could be a couple things working against him right now, but I bet if we talk to him, and we did talk to him a couple weeks ago, his focus is this team and getting things in order in the day-by-day process to make sure for the remainder of this season, Ohio State can throw out a respectable product and they're uh, off to a decent start. and one you beat Purdue, buzzer beater against Sparty on the road.
4: It's not bad, not bad at all. Yep. All right. So we got a nice show for you today. We will get into the combine a little bit. Um, there's a Buckeye at the combine who has to put the past behind him as far as college and what. Uh, They fell short on here, but he's ready to do it. You'll hear from him next. Rothman and Ice on the fan. Here's a listener tweet.
2: Can I tase Common Man in the nuts? (laughs) Fine by us, but he may like it. Common Man and
3: Tebow. Weekdays from 3 to 6.
0: For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by.
1: Granger for the ones who get it done.
2: You're listening to Rothman and Ice.
3: Sponsored by Pella Columbus. Windows and doors that go beyond.
4: Rothman and Ice. All right, combine time for... Uh, Medi Buckeyes, and so you think about guys like Tommy Eichenberg, and you know missing the end of the of the final year, and talking about how hard that is, and you know he has this sense of you know when he when he came back for his fifth year, rather than go to the draft last year, you know why. I mean, and and a lot of it is the combo platter of, you know, what can I, how do I balance, you know, my draft stock versus how much money I can make here, and then what else unfinished business I have. I I am full admission, there's a lot to it. I I would never take every individual that comes back and say, well, they only came back for NIL. No, there's a chance that it really worked well for them, and that he was in a spot where when he lost back-to-back games to Michigan and Georgia, and how much he didn't want to write that ending and then this gave him the possibility to come back. So he did in an, an NFL combine interview session. And certainly Maddie was not what he thought he would be asked because usually it's more about moving forward, but you can set it up. Yeah. Here is
5: uh Tommy Eichenberg on, unfortunately not beating those Wolverines.
7: I mean, you just feel, I, I felt like I let down so many people really. I mean, especially being a captain too. Um, you know, that's the standard is winning that game. And, uh, it was, it was very hard for me, but you got to keep moving forward. And I know that hey, like they they got good, like they're good, they're a good team. Uh, but I don't want to say anything stupid. But uh, yeah, I mean, I know from now on, like you know, the Buckeyes the Buckeyes would be good. So hmm.
4: my gut is that when he said I don't want to say anything stupid, he didn't want to catch himself saying they're going to win it all. I, I that's my gut on when he said I don't want to say anything stupid. My gut was he wanted it to mention, hey, they got it they got it fixed without guaranteeing anything. That was just my gut that's at least that's what popped oh, in my head. Oh, you're saying from the Ohio State side of things like he him looking at this year's team when he just said saying, Yeah, when he started talking about how yeah. they got good. I think at least that's that was my was read on about it. I thought he was talking
5: about Michigan right there. I thought that was a little respect for Michigan. That, okay. That, we heard you and I it. heard it differently then. Um
4: but That's it, the first time I had heard
5: it. Yeah, me too. Me too. He also I found this quote AR too. He said, The things I accomplished, I would have traded everything to beat the team up mm-hmm. north and keep going on to the college football playoff. I would have traded everything mm-hmm just to get those, I never really think about things I accomplished. I always think of my teammates and games that I think we should have won. And that's something we hear from athletes a lot. Tommy Eichenberg, accomplished linebacker here, did some very good things at the second level of the defense the last couple seasons. And that dude was banged up too. I mean, he dealt with thumb injuries last year. He told the media down at Indy uh, yesterday, I believe that he played in the Michigan game this year with a dislocated elbow and still racked up seven tackles. It's just a reminder of how these guys are built different man these guys are are built different especially these linebackers that gotta throw your body around every single snap but yeah i mean that those are things that stick with you you hear the greats always talk about what they didn't do and you could be a tom brady and have seven super bowls and i've heard him talk about games that got away from him or passes that got away from him and that's why i think the guys that are coming back This season, the motivation is just it's going to be at an all-time high this season. They just have to make sure they find a way to filter it in the right way and don't get distracted along the way, even though we know now with the playoff they're going to be in. You got to have that day-by-day focus in that game. You're going to have it here this year. You're going to have a veteran team in Michigan. We don't know what that product is going to look like uh, for the Wolverines. But Tommy, I'll always remember him as a guy. That was pretty darn good, man, at the linebacker position, and uh, I wish him well. From everything I've seen, AR, he'll be like a third-round pick, that, that type of guy, fourth-round pick. So we shall see what he does this weekend at the combine. I can't wait to see what these Buckeyes uh, do out there on the turf in Indy.
4: Yeah, listen, he's not going to go down as a, a legendary Buckeye, but he's going to go down as a guy highly respected, mm-hmm. a, a couple times a captain, and you know, really a very, very good college football linebacker. Yeah. I mean, he started many years at Ohio State. Um, I remember that game he had against Utah in the Rose Bowl. He was incredible. And, you know, he started to break out and become a named guy. So, yeah, the other guys are going to have to take care of his business for him here. I and mean, That's kind of what he was alluding to, is that maybe he'll uh, get the fulfillment through other teams that that follow. But the bottom line is, this year, and we've been caught, and I think fans have been caught Thinking, I certainly did, you know, for the revenge game here on that Thanksgiving weekend when it was 60 degrees and they'd have to deal with snow and all that and all the other garbage. And then, you know, certainly the Connor Stallions effect will never be scientifically proven on what, how much it truly mattered and how good they were. Or, as I like to say, if I was at a blackjack table and I knew every third card that was coming, would I win money? Mm. Probably. Um, So you just never know. But, you know, we move on from that, but I think there's a damn big chasm between Ohio State and Michigan this year in the intangible category. Michigan may have the very typical national title hangover. They went all in, everything they had, whether publicly, privately, all in, and they got to the end of the line, and they planted the flag and whatever happens from here on in, they'll always have it, technically. But I think that Ohio State. You talk about the motivation, and then what they've done, and not only the motivation, just not just words. Like go out, spend money, get guys to transfer here, go after major talent, find a way to to pick across the country. What's going to help you? Go out and get an OC that has an incredible reputation. I mean, I honestly, I can't remember a time where I felt like, except maybe you go back to the talent that you figured you had in the 90s and the teams that were upset. But this feels so dramatically uh, leaned towards Ohio State. Like you mentioned, the game at home, the fact you've lost three straight, the Stallions effect, what's hanging over Michigan, and what they don't have now, what Ohio State thinks they do have. Like on paper, this thing seems so lopsided that it's almost scary.
5: I'm not in the so lopsided camp because I still have questions of the the guy we just heard from. What does that unit look like with Cody Simon? Is a guy like Sonny Styles going to come down to that second level and be able to play at a decent level or consistent level week in and week out? What's going on with the offensive line? I mean, I think we like the idea of what Will Howard's going to be, but I don't think we really know just yet. Everything else, I'm in. I am absolutely in. And to your point about Michigan, they did lose a ton. They, they lost a ton. They lost their head coach. They have 18 guys that got invited to the Combine this week. They were a veteran you. team, but they've recruited at a decent level. So when it comes to that game, I think on paper right now, it would be Ohio State as a favorite, but we know – that game can get funky regardless of what Vegas tells us, what we think about that game. But that, that, that's so far down the road. This team has mm-hmm. to build, man. They got to prove it looks good on paper, but they got to prove it week in and week out starting this season. So there's still question marks for me, even though it does feel pretty darn good
4: right now. Um, a day out from March and what I meant by saying it's so scary, meaning it's scary to, th- to think that way. To have that implanted right now, that it is so lopsided, because I do feel like on paper it is. But you're exactly right; um, they have to go out and actually live up to the hype, yeah. and they are being hyped as big as any team in the land. Absolutely, and, and despite Georgia maybe being a, maybe a betting favorite or whatever, Ohio State is the it team this off mm-hmm. and they got to lean into that and embrace it, and they should, yep. um, because at this point. Everyone's saying what you all what they already know, so there's no reason to run from it or discount it or try to, you know, not acknowledge it. Everybody knows. Just filter it in the right way. That, well, absolutely. Filter it, it in the right way. Brought in a guy who started 27 games in college football at quarterback. He's got a lot to live up to. He does, and he's going to have to lead the team. And defensively, they made some big strides. They're looked at now as. You know, the Silver Bullets being back. Are they truly back? And the first massive hurdle, of course, will be in Eugene. Was that week six or whatever that is? I can't, I can't is. wait for that game. Man. And so, and they'll certainly, like you say, build towards that. And then nobody knows how you're going to where you're going to be as a team when you get to the end of the year, health-wise right. and all that. But on paper, with everything I just talked about, this feels like <laughs> as all-in as they've ever been as far as righting the wrong. Mm-hmm. This isn't a... Oh, Michigan's played spoiler. This is a all-in feel, and then they've got to live up to it. But you're right, it's 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 a long way away, and you want to be, as they say, the cliche, you know, playing your best football in November. But there's just so much attached to this bounce back right now. You know the old phrase, it's too big to fail? You would not attach that to them because it's still football, and it's still one game, and they're not playing a series. Right. It's four quarters on one given Saturday. Mm-hmm. And so that's why it's cool. But the hype is very deserved and very real in my mind.
5: I agree. And you mentioned that Oregon game. Real quick, that's going to be such a fun window for me. At Oregon, then you host Nebraska, then you got to go back out on the road to Penn State on November 2nd. So that three-game window, two of those games being on the road against what should be two good football teams, that's when when we'll really find out uh, what they're made of this year.
4: All right, we'll take a break. We'll come back with our friend Jordan DeJohny, NFL CBS, and talk about um, the pending trade for the Bears with uh, Justin Fields. It seems like that's a, a very bad secret right now that's being kept. It looks like they are going to deal him. We'll get his feel on it next. Rothman and Ice on the fan.
2: Big Voice Guy here to remind you that you're listening to The Fan, Ohio sports destination. Okay,
0: thanks. I have three more seconds. Uh
1: The sweet spot between the over and the under. You're
2: listening to Rothman and Ice.
4: All right, a lot of news around the NFL. He covers it for CBS Sports. He's our friend Jordan Ajani. He's on the Bryant Heating Cooling Systems Fangus Hotline. All right, Jordan, welcome back, my man.
8: Yo, yo, my friends, what's going on? Thanks for having me on the show
4: today. Yeah, all good. So I'm in the camp of, if I'm the Bears, I'm willing to take the gamble. You know, I'll trade fields. I'll take Caleb Williams. I'll reset. I'll try to get what I can. Certainly for Fields, um, maybe you see it the other way. Maybe they should trade the first pick and 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 get the bounty from that and keep building around Fields. Um, so lay it on the line. Where do you stand on that?
8: No, I'm with you, but I wouldn't even call it a gamble. I think it's just kind of the right decision to make at this juncture. And listen, I'm someone who's actually a Justin Fields fan. I'm someone who thinks he has legitimate starting potential in this league, and if I'm A team that is looking for a new starting quarterback that's not the Bears, and I'd be interested in trading for Justin Fields. But look, Chicago had the opportunity to take their number one quarterback atop the draft board last year. They opted against doing so. Ended up being a great decision. They got a great trade from the Carolina Panthers, and now they're in the same situation here in 2024. Looking at Caleb Williams and the kind of prospect he is, I don't think Chicago is going to pass up on that opportunity uh, for the second straight year. Now, it's always possible that another team is obsessed with Caleb Williams and gives them some kind of offer that they absolutely can't refuse. But ultimately, I think Chicago takes Caleb Williams. I think they reset, they get cheaper at the quarterback position, and hopefully they have this young guy that can get them on the right track and lead them to more wins than losses.
5: Jordan, let's talk a little Russell Wilson, or as we like to call him on the show, Mr. Unlimited. Do you like the the, the fit of Russell Wilson in the Pittsburgh Steelers?
8: I don't. Uh, Mr. Unlimited is very limited these days, <laughs> in my opinion, when it comes to Russ. I mean, he's just one of those older quarterbacks on the market, and he, there's multiple of these guys, in my opinion, that I just would not touch. Uh, I think it's going to be fascinating to see – how Denver gets out of this contract and what exactly they do to facilitate a move. Um, but I mean, I'm not saying that it's impossible. Russell Wilson is no, you know, can no longer be a starter at this level, but I have my major question marks about it. I mean, you brought in Sean Payton to fix Russell Wilson and Sean Payton looked incredibly scared to be in the kitchen with Russell Wilson. So I, I think, you know, to your point with the Pittsburgh Steelers, and we can talk a little bit about this with the Justin Fields fit, but with the hiring of Arthur Smith, that offensive coordinator, the Steelers are going to want to run the ball. And they're going to be effective at running the ball with Najee Harris and Jalen Warren. So having Russell Wilson there, hypothetically, um, you're going to rely on your backs, which I think is a good plan of attack if Russell Wilson's your starting quarterback. But bottom line, guys, uh, I'm not exactly excited about the prospect of adding him to one of my teams.
4: Yeah, it's it's dicey. It would be cheap, though. I think you could do it cheap, and he could compete, certainly, and maybe give you a little bit of veteran presence. I don't know. You're right. It may be just something that it's not worth it because the bridge is going nowhere. And so, what do you you are really just buying extra time with maybe maybe certainly more experience, maybe more efficiency. So, what about Pickett in in Pittsburgh? You know, he started his career with an OC who was canned last year, and all of a sudden he has a really good game after that shakeup, and then you know he he got injured. I know that people are certainly out on his ceiling. Uh, where are you on the development of, of Kenny Pickett?
8: Yeah, I like this question a lot because it seems like the you know general consensus in the NFL world is, oh, Kenny Pickett's bad. The Steelers have to make a move at quarterback. Now, I really don't think that Kenny Pickett's that bad. I think what we've seen is a mixed bag through a couple of NFL seasons. But you guys remember how clutch he was during the late stages of his rookie mm-hmm. season in the regular season. I mean, he had some kind of Tom Brady stuff going on. I'm not comparing the two players, of course. But Kenny Pickett showed me a little bit of promise with what he did during the back half of the regular season um, as a rookie. Now, everything really fell apart in, in year number two. There's no doubt about that. But I put a lot of blame on the offensive coordinator and the offense as a whole with the Pittsburgh Steelers. It was absolutely gross. You know, in the right situation with the right OC and the right play caller, I think Kenny Pickett uh, could be a legitimate starter. But I say all that to say, I understand why Pittsburgh's in the market for a quarterback. And they, kind of like the Atlanta Falcons, are in this weird spot where it's not guaranteed they draft a quarterback high with one of their top picks so that's why i think they could be potential landing spots for justin fields um i think the Steelers are truly looking over uh every oper- or, or every chance they have or, or every um or whatever word i'm trying to find they're, they're looking at all their possibilities and kenny pickett starting in 2024 is definitely a possibility but i do think they're going to add someone at the quarterback position and hey that could be justin fields via trade
5: Speaking of quarterbacks, what do you think the Minnesota Vikings should do this offseason at the most important position?
8: Yeah, I mean, I think that what they would love to do is bring back Kirk Cousins on a short-term deal and then be able to draft a quarterback or add someone young like a Sam Howell with potential. He could learn under uh, Kirk Cousins for a year or two work with Kevin O'Connell, learn that offense, and behind closed doors kind of establish a rapport with Justin Jefferson. Now, bringing Kirk Cousins back to Minnesota is beneficial for a couple of different reasons. First of all, he has that familiarity with Kevin O'Connell and his system. He has that established rapport with Justin Jefferson. Um, and he's someone who I still think is a pretty underrated quarterback in this league. But it gets kind of dicey because there are people out there that will argue Kirk Cousins is actually the number one free agent on the market regardless of position because he plays the quarterback position. So if Kirk Cousins wants to go somewhere else and make a good uh, chunk of change, that's going to be very possible for him to do. But again, I really think there's mutual interest Um, of bringing Kirk Cousins back to the Vikings. So I think their plan of attack should be let's get Kirk Cousins resigned and let's also add another young quarterback with legitimate starting potential who could be that guy in 2025, 2026.
4: Jordan DeJani with us from CBS talking NFL. And it will be interesting to see who grabs our guy Marvin Harrison Jr. because it would have to be a team that certainly feels they're probably set at quarterback um. What do you, Where do you have him slated?
8: Yeah, I mean, I think a lot of people are looking at the Arizona Cardinals at four. I mean, I think those people are anticipating Caleb Williams one to the Bears, number two to Washington, Jaden Daniels or Drake May. The Patriots take that third quarterback, and then here the Cardinals sitting at four. Um. I. I mean. I, I think that Kyler Murray is a quarterback that Arizona has faith in right now. Adding him, someone like Marvin Harrison Jr. would be incredible. And I was out um, at the Super Bowl a couple weeks ago, and I talked to your boy Garrett Wilson, and I asked him, who is the best wide receiver to come out of Ohio State over the past few years? And who he told me was actually Marvin Harrison Jr. So I think this guy's going to go incredibly high in the draft. I think number four overall is a good landing spot in Arizona.
5: I want to ask you about Aaron Rodgers and the Jets. Like, I know we haven't done much in the offseason yet. Free agency hasn't started, but presuming he is going to be healthy, do you think that is going to be a team uh, that we're going to be talking about in the playoffs next year?
8: Yeah, I mean, in terms of them being a legitimate contender, I'm not sure. That's very TBD. But when it comes to potentially making the playoffs, uh, yeah, that's absolutely a possibility. And the main reason I say that is because I think they have a – All-star, elite, one of the best defenses in the entire National Football League. And if you can create some consistency on the opposite side of the ball, um, the the Jets are absolutely going to have a chance to make the playoffs. Then throw in the fact that Aaron Rodgers is just a guy that you don't want to doubt. I don't care how you feel about him. We saw what happened in Green Bay when they decided to draft a quarterback in the first round. He's going to win two straight MVPs. Now he's a 40-year-old guy coming off of a torn Achilles. Everyone is ready to be out on the Jets. Well, Aaron Rodgers is going to come back to an offense with his offensive coordinator, his system set up for him. He's got some weapons around him with Garrett Wilson, Brees Hall. We'll see who else New York adds. The Jets absolutely can make the playoffs in 2024.
4: All right, my man. Great stuff, as always. Jordan Dijon, NFL reporter for CBS. Thanks for jumping on. Be well.
8: Hey, thanks, guys. Appreciate y'all.
4: Yep. Jordan was on the Bryan Heating and Cooling Systems fan guest hotline, and we appreciate him as well. All right, Maddie, imagine if you could grade your employer here at the fan mm. without them knowing and talk about everything from the bad plumbing to the whatever else is going on over there, but they wouldn't know. Well, the NFL PA has released their team report cards mm-hmm. for everything from travel to daycare drama to plumbing problems. <laughs> who's the best? Who's the worst? We'll tell you next. Rothman and Ice in the Fan. Oh, Bishop is a media legend.
2: We have no idea where the other guys came from.
9: Bishop
3: and Friends. Weekdays from 9 to noon. The Without the
9: ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop.
2: There's nothing like ripping off your pants and enjoying some lobster bisque. This is Rothman and Ice. All uh, right,
4: This is funny. When the NFL Players Association does a player survey, and they get to anonymously, I guess, vote on issues with their own team, facilities, ownership, what have you. So the NFL, it's like a report card rankings for all 32 teams. I've not seen any of this. Mm. You guys mentioned it earlier. Um, but I'll break down some of the categories um, for my team, for the Vikes, and just to kind of get a feeling. I don't know if this is for everybody. Maybe maybe these are the categories that everybody votes on. So treatment of families, food and cafeteria, mm. nutritionists, the dietitians that they have, the locker room itself, the training room, the training staff, the weight room, the strength coaches, how they travel as a team, then they even vote on the head coach and the ownership. Mm. I mean that's that's a lot there. And so I really don't know who has separated themselves into their own tier as far as running a world-class NFL workplace. Were there any surprises on it? Not that I would know because I don't. I don't know all the ownerships. Yeah, we kind of have a feel on what the brand tells you, right? Like, and I'll give you, I'll give it to you from that point of view, and then you can tell me whether I'm right. You want some ownership grades? Is that where we're starting? No, I guess what I'm telling you is that if I felt like an overall grade, mm-hmm. if I'm looking at certain organizations, my feeling is that some of them are going to live up to their brand, and what I mean by that is. I expect the Dallas Cowboys to have a very high grade. I just do. I feel like that ownership, willing to spend. Jerry's very showy, so I would think that he'd want his players very happy and a lot of superficial stuff and then stuff that really matters, which is the stuff I talked about. I feel like Dallas... Would have a very high grade from inside the house. So, Michael Parsons, Dak Prescott,
5: and the guys in the locker room hit Jerry Jones with a B. Jerry really? just got a B. My What's guy their couldn't, overall?
4: Do they have an overall, or are no, these all these just, are different just
5: individual categories um, that they're grading out here? He couldn't even get a B, plus, Jerry, for everything that you highlighted, right? Because it does, on the outside uh, looking in, feel like Jerry Jones does a tremendous job of taking care of. Of his players. I mean, we have track records going back to the 90s with how he always takes care of Michael Irvin and Troy Aikman and Emmitt Smith
4: and those guys. What's up? They do. So they did compile all those categories that I mentioned. Yeah. And they do give him an overall ranking. Okay. I just found an overall ranking for the Dallas Cowboys of the 32 teams. There are certain grades. I think they should here. be higher.
5: <laughs> what is their overall grade? 12. Out of? 32. 32. Well, okay. I got you. Yeah. Um, there are certain grades on here I didn't even know existed. I did not know that you could get an F minus when I was in school.
4: Did you have that? We had. We didn't have Fs. I think we had E's. Oh, I don't know what that means. A little bit better than why that. did why was what was the E? I get I, really? I know an I for incomplete. They're handing out E's in Chicago. Well, it was easier to change the E to a B, so that's pretty cool. <laughs> Some say you could do it with an F too. You could do, do it with an F too. Definitely do it with an F. You can do it. But the with E an F has too. you really started.
5: So, Just a couple little hooks, and you're there. The reason why I'm yeah. bringing up the F minus is because we got to get things together down there in Cincinnati. The players ain't happy because for family treatment, oh, no. <laughs> family treatment, food, and nutrition. Okay. They gave the the franchise an F minus.
4: Okay, that's hard to believe. However, they did give ownership a C plus. <laughs> well, that's a little counterintuitive <sighs> because unless the ownership has nothing to do with that. By the way, back to Dallas real fast. Yeah. So if Jerry got a B, guess what? Guess what the head coach got? Mike.
5: I'm going to say Mike got a. I haven't seen this for Mike. <laughs> oh God, that's good. I'm going to go Mike. They gave Mike McCarthy a B minus. Gave him an A. Really?
4: Mm-hmm. I was a little surprised there, too. Interesting. So the ownership. Okay. Maybe the ownership is not just Jerry. Maybe it's the son. You know, maybe it's kind of the whole deal. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's a good point. Yeah. That, that That is a good
1: point. But Cincinnati. yeah. The things
5: in Cincinnati ain't great, but they like Zach Taylor. They hit Zach Taylor with an A.
4: You got an A two. Zach Taylor
1: did Nutri- get an A.
4: <laughs> Nutritionist dietitian F minus. Food cafeteria F minus. Treatment of families F minus. That, now that's bad. If the fam and the the wifey and the kids can't come to the 32 game, and feel good. Out of thirty two, baby. Come on, what are we doing? So the down Bengals there. overall ranking was twenty six. So okay. have you seen the? You haven't seen the overall. Do you feel like the brownies got a higher overall ranking than the Bengals? I'm going to say. <laughs>
5: Dude's so saucy. I love it. I'm going to go with yes, they did finish higher than the Bengals.
4: How much higher? How many spots on the ladder? Let's go three spots higher. You nailed it exactly. Oh, did I? <laughs> Twenty-three. <laughs> okay, I'm working with no. CB over here. No. <laughs> no, I am not cheating. Well, let me guess. Three. I am not cheating like CB. I promise. Jeez. Um, you got the lottery numbers, handy?
5: No, I wish, man. Then we'd be. They out
4: didn't here. get any F minus, but the, guess what else they got? They got a D minus on treatment of families. What's going on? What is this, free tickets or well, what I, parking?
5: I don't know what they want? What are I, we doing here? I don't know what they want. The Chiefs got some interesting grades here as well because there's a couple Fs that pop up on the Chiefs nutritionist. They got locker room, and they hit their owner with an F minus. The Hunt family not taking care really? of my homes. Like, yeah. The ownership in Kansas City was graded an F minus. And did you guys know? <laughs> I can't I found, make them feel <laughs> I found this out last night, that the Hunt family built in their mm-hmm. suite. It's yeah. like a three-story suite that has bedrooms in it. <laughs> fireplaces in it. Have you seen this thing? No. I did not know this existed until last night. That is one of the most baller things I've ever seen. People gotta go check this out. Unless it was AI'd and I was duped, which is definitely possible in 2024. But I think I saw something that was real, mm. and that may be the best suite I have ever seen. Incredible. But apparently they're not good owners. They just take care of themselves. They don't care about the players, and that's why you get an AI. Uh, that's
4: unbelievable. The fact that, listen, the Hunt family... Paid when they bought the Chiefs in the early sixties. You know what they paid for the for the team? I don't. Twenty five grand. <laughs> like that <laughs> oh, franchise man. has increased two billion dollars yeah. just since twenty twenty. Look at this thing. It looks like a, a regular house. That is nice. A little crow's nest up there. You guys got to go check this out <laughs> if you see, can. Let me see what the Vikings got because I've actually been in Wilf's suite. Oh, flex. Not with there, him. There's a flex. No, no, alone. Like on that. On a, no. <laughs> I snuck in. Um, he's got that Viking sh- that bar in the Valhalla area behind. Mm-hmm. It's pretty. I've sh- I showed you guys the pictures. Um, let's see what the Vikes. I, I, I think the Vikes did pretty well. You guys got some good grades. Uh, ownership. A plus, you guys clean. Head coach up. A plus. Team travel. there are A's all over the, the place. The worst grade you guys got was a B, and that
5: was for the training staff. Kirk Cousins is like, hey, I blew up my Achilles. Overall it's your fault.
4: number two. So the Vikings were the second. Who was? Uh, let's find out. I'll tell you what. When we come back, we'll uh, we'll nail down first, last. See if you you know them?
10: No, you haven't I, seen I, the I don't. I just have right. the grades. So I don't have.
4: We'll we'll see if we can get first and last. When we come back. And the Browns, you know, are weak in what we thought was a strength? One guy thinks so. We'll tell you next. Rothman and Ice on the Fan.
2: A lot of hosts have been on our airways in the past 30 years.
0: Some good, some bad, some really bad. Anyway, sorry for that. The fa- for the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger. Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click or just stop by. Granger
1: for the ones who get it done. A fascinating, informative,
2: covered in dog slobber. You're listening to Rothman & Ice.
4: All right, we'll talk to Cam Meller today, Executive Director, College Football Network, CFN365. Get you all primed and ready for the draft. Scouting, be a big hit with your friends. I'm assuming that's what you're listening for. All right, so the team report, team report cards came out in the NFL, and the Browns and Bengals should actually be very ashamed. However, these are all subjective things, and, you know, I don't know, you know, I can't tell you that every player was genuine when they made these votes, right? I mean, imagine being at a company right now, and they tell you that you can vote on everything. Your vacation time, your facility, how you feel you're treated, respect, all that stuff. Pay, like whatever. Like, like that's your chance to take a blowtorch to your employer without them knowing it. And so I imagine that this is what this happens why not? Everybody has different agendas, too, right? And that's what I'm saying. You, you may have, you know, as far as an NFL player, you might think, well, I was wronged in the last negotiation, so I'm going to, this is how I can get them back. Mm-hmm. Who knows? Um, but some of the ones, like um, the Vikes, were second, and but the Browns and Bengals were both in the 20s. And I was wrong. I thought Dallas would have a really high grade, and they want to be in 12th. Let's go through the brands again, real fast. Oh, we thought Kansas City would be outstanding right I mean I, I figured they would be right up there let's see what Kansas you know what the overall ranking for Kansas City was what's that 31st mm, 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 mm. they got an F on training staff a D plus on treatment of families maybe the hunts with that palatial deal they got maybe they feel like yeah hey, they're only taking care of their own I could live in there I could absolutely easy live in there. I can live in absolutely.
5: That. Oh my goodness! What's up, CB?
6: I was going to say maybe that was a uh, Jackson and Brittany Mahomes way in. See,
4: <laughs> oh, on the fan the treatment of families, D plus. <laughs> They've done that. They to won't themselves. let him do the TikTok dances on the field. I thought, I thought that uh, Brittany is hanging now with the Swifty crowd, and this she's all part of that.
6: Yeah, I, it's more for Jackson Mahomes, probably in that case.
4: Or Jackson, I haven't seen him at all. Is, is that you a, your little brother? A good. Friend. I feel like. He's really kind of reined it in. Maybe he got a little scared straight. You like that show? No, I'm just thinking about when I was like in grade school and they brought some convict in and they tried to scare us straight. Like it was a real deal. You might like that show. (laughs) Scared straight. You got the juveniles
5: yeah. That have to go in. <laughs> that show is hilarious, man. You would love it because you're a Sipowitz guy. Like, yeah. he would enjoy getting those young lads yeah. into shape. So, you, you, YouTube a little scared straight when you're just chilling right. in bed <laughs> tonight. I guarantee you, you'll be in there laughing. But, yeah, it is a bit surprising just because when you look at Kansas City, or at least when I – think of Kansas City. You just think about all the success, right? All the success, but we don't know about all the the behind-the-scenes things, right? And that's what this is for, is to shine a light on what you guys can do better as an ownership group or as a training staff or as a coaching staff.
4: I feel like the Niners would be good. I feel like the Packers would be good. Mm. I feel like the... uh, A little bit... I think your Ravens would do okay in this. I figured what's not to like in Miami? Mm. I figured that'd be good. Buffalo, maybe? So let's go through it. I'll ask you, how many guesses do you want? Because uh, I have it right in front of me now. Who was the number one overall ranking in the NFL mm-hmm. based on the compiling of all the categories, which, by the way, they didn't get less than an A- minus in any single category. Okay. It's unbelievable. They got an A-plus in ownership. And the worst score they got was an A minus. It's is unbelievable. So we talked in our
5: previous segment. Your Vikings did clean up, and I know that they did not have A's across the board. I don't know who
4: this team is. Vikings got a B in training staff and a B plus in food cafeteria, but A's in everything else. A's right? in everything
1: else.
5: Hmm.
4: This team, not a B on the card.
1: Hmm. They only got an A
4: minus in treatment of families, training staff. Mm-hmm. And that's it. I
5: don't know why I'm thinking about San
2: Francisco. San
5: Francisco is a well-run organization. Mm-hmm. It seems there's been stability there. Mm-hmm. Nice place to live. I'll give nice you. I'll stadium. give you.
4: You mm. may not need them because you may have just nailed it. We don't know, but I'll give you three guesses. One of my guesses is San Francisco. Okay, strike one.
5: But they were sixth. Okay, so they're pretty good.
4: That's what I and I thought they'd they're be good pretty too. good.
5: Um, your your Vikings have to be in the top three. I said correct. they were second. They're, they're in the top three. Yeah. Okay, just wanted to clear up my mind of the Vikings. So San Francisco, give me. We know it's not Dallas. Hmm, it's not New England, or is it New England? They've been a pretty well run organization. Kraft and Billy B. I'm gonna guess New
4: England. Uh. Not only were they not first, they were 29th. Ooh, they got work to do. Gerard Mayo, you got to clean it up. They, they got don't. an F- minus in the all-popular treatment of families.
5: <laughs> you know Bill wasn't having any of the kids coming around. What are these juice boxes doing in my locker room? Get this mess out of here. So I got one more swing at this yeah, one before more swing. I go back to the dugout. Um. Mm, now I'm going to the coaching stuff. Okay. I'm thinking like you know a uh, team that likes their coach in an enjoyable location.
6: If he gets this,
4: CB, are you
6: going to call BS? No. I okay. mean, what he's walking through right oh. now, he's walking down the right road. Oh, man. Oh, so that's a good clue right there. Good
5: location, he- like their coach. Who gives off that energy? So it's got to be somewhere warm. It's going to be very
6: obvious when you find out.
5: Somewhere warm. <laughs> he, he knows. I have a feeling No, Is it the Dolphins? It is. Let's go, baby. I- Oh, my. Yes, sir. Your boy he doesn't shower, but everybody likes to be around him. I can understand that for Miami. What's not to
4: like in Miami? That's what I said. It's like there's what's not to like. That's right. Okay. Except maybe the... uh Yeah, you because know, we don't know about the locker room. We have no idea about the training room. Right. Why, why would we know that? Right. Weight room. I have no idea who their strength coaches are. We have no idea how they travel, but they nailed it in every category. Okay. Yeah. 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 So the... Miami Dolphins are first. The best. Do you know the worst?
5: The mm. worst run organization, according to the players, mm-hmm. who's been a mess recently. Oh. Oh, okay. This has jumped into my brain. Just because. Fish. Okay, CB, go ahead. They've had a lot of moving pieces recently, and they've had just say it. drama. You got it. It's oh, correct. But is it them? Hold on. I it, just told you it was correct. Well, you don't even know what I'm going to say. Yeah, though. I do. Oh. I know you well.
4: I know what you're going to say.
5: Is it Washington? Yeah, it's Washington. Yeah, that was kind of easy just because of their owner has been a mess and they've recycled coaches in there and it's just been it's been crazy mm-hmm. over there in Washington the last few years. So that's pretty easy yeah. for me. Curious about anybody else? Um No. All right. Um, actually, we'll move on. actually the Steelers. Where are they at? And what did they give Mike Tom? I could find out what they gave Mike Tom, and I don't know these overall rankings. I can though. tell you what they gave Tom. They gave him an
4: A. Yeah, that makes sense. Do you like to guess the number? I want to guess that they're in the top 10. They're not. Mm-mm.
5: You know what may be hurting them? I if I had to guess, it's probably the Treatment facilities. Of families. <laughs> I hope not, man. That, that kills me here and now. But I don't think the facilities are that great because they share them with Pitt. The college football team. So I had to guess, if I had to guess, that's mm-hmm.
4: probably what's holding them back. Where is the Steelers? By the way, they did get enough minus F- in treatment of families. I'm not lying.
5: Come on, man. I need to see like the, the questionnaire for that specific part of it when it comes to treatment of family. like, What you is just, it exactly? They just
4: berate the family on the way in.
2: <laughs> Smack them in the back sucks. of the head.
4: <laughs> Where are the Steelers, big dog? 28th. Man. Which means they're worse than Cincinnati and worse than Cleveland. AFC North has to get it together. Baltimore was in the teens, I think.
5: Yeah. ASC North, we got to get
4: it together. There you go, man. Okay. Those are your uh NFLPA report cards for several teams. They rolled it out. Players were polled on their satisfaction with their franchise and variety of subjects we've mentioned, ranging from food to treatment of families, of course, to coaching and ownership. And they ranked them from 1 to 32, you'll find it on the line. If you're if, curious if, about your squad. If
5: Anthony Rothman mm-hmm. was an NFL free agent right now and could pick any team or owner to play for, who would that team or owner be? You and your um, agent scanning the land. You pick from any team, and they're going to have you, have. they're going to say, Anthony Rothman's a beast. I'm, I'm I don't pretty, care what the number is. Where are
4: we going? Um, This seems to scream location for me, not anything Kay. else. Oh right! Well, you don't care about the team winning, huh? Yeah, no. I, I feel like. At least admitted. I feel it like this it. is like a personal okay. thing. I don't like care about, I about the team. success.
9: The you ain't lying. Yeah.
4: <laughs> as long as my you check said, is cashed, you said you didn't care about the number, and now we got to just take care of geography. Um, I'd probably get sick of this place in a few years. But I'd go to Vegas. He's going to Vegas. I'd go to the race. Can't Rays. give up the Grand Prix. I can't give up that. At night. It's too much. Yeah, he's wearing the Vegas just, hat. The Vegas too hat. The sphere. It's amazing.
5: Okay. CB. Same question. You're a free agent right now. You can pick any team or owner to play
6: for. Where are you going? Man, that's kind of tough. I I think just the way that the 49ers are built, if they figure things out, I think I'd want to be there.
4: Okay. You want to go to New Orleans. You got to go to knowledge. got to go to knowledge. It's his own
5: bag, Jack. There's something for me, A.R., because I'm assuming you're going to ask me what I, I am. Do. Yep. Something about being a player in Philly I would enjoy. Oh, my. Something about wow. Philly that I would enjoy. I've always gravitated towards that city when it comes to the atmosphere, just all of those things. The fans are crazy. And that could be a bad thing, too. Because if you, if you don't play well, they're going to cook you. They're absolutely going to cook you, ask Nelson Aguilar. I mean, that meme's going to live on forever and ever and ever. But yeah, some, I'll go to Philly. Give me Philly. Okay. Cheesesteaks after every game. Boy, that's. A little upset. You weren't not expecting
4: that, that? Crap. Um, I. A little upset. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, because I I had you a little more slated for a little bit of warmer weather. You're, You're not right. a cold guy. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't think you'd want to get in, involved with unruly fans. Um, but it's gotta, you know, it's a fighting city. The so passion is some, the yeah, passion is real. Yeah, the passion is real, and that's I'm drawn to want... it from you know Rocky, obviously. Well, of course, you'd be
5: running the steps. Yeah. You know, all the time.
4: Okay. I did run the steps. I did. I made it in the rain i've seen the picture walked i actually the the untold story is that when i went there for army navy and the hotel was downtown or a while away from the from the art museum it was a rainy kind of a weird night yeah, yeah, yeah. and i walked from the hotel all the way there and then did the steps mm. Look at you. Didn't didn't cheat just that thing stud, at all. You're So speaking of Rocky, it did pull at the heartstrings
5: when we were watching the Super Bowl and we saw Carl. That was tough, man. Yeah in the Gronk commercial. That was tough, big dog, when we saw Mr. Carl. Yeah. It hit. It hit home, then.
4: No doubt. All right, we're gonna come back and get into one analyst who says the Browns need to spike it up in one area that we thought they were okay in. Rothman and Ice in the fan. If your idea of the perfect radio show is all buckeyes all the time, then it's
2: your lucky day, Slappy, the Buckeye Show.
3: Weeknights at 6. The
0: Fetch. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early, so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts, so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call Click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.
1: This this is Rothman and Ice.
3: Sponsored by Pella Columbus. Windows and doors that go beyond. All
4: right, brownies are a little bit stuck as far as the draft goes. We know that based on the Deshaun Watson stuff. But can you expect them to be active? in a certain position here in free agency. Yeah, I, I think they need receiver help. We know they do. But what I didn't realize is that there was somebody out there that feels like from top to bottom. I, in my mind, it was like just adding to that depth around Cooper and trying to figure out if they can get receiver room that's really quality, that can compete with other NFL teams. Would you agree with that? Would you, would you, would you be a little surprised... If someone said that the entire receiving room doesn't have an A-1 dude? Um,
5: I'd be a bit surprised because in my mind, I think Amari is that. And for the most part, has been that for the Browns. And I know he's had some tweaks and things like that, but that's going to happen. You guys play football, your body's never going to be 100%. But to my eyes, I mean, the dude's been... Pretty good. And for what they gave up to get him, I think he's lived up to that and even more. I think it was a fifth-round pick they sent over to Dallas, uh, I think, a couple years ago to acquire him. He had that historical game this season that was tremendous. I think they're in a good spot, at least to me, at wide receiver one and at tight end. And Joku, I think he popped this year and can continue to get better. My question is just the secondary receivers more so than their number one wide
4: receiver and their number one tight end. So, Daniel Jeremiah, he who does he work for again? NFL Network. NFL Network. Yep. And CB said he was on 92-3 in Cleveland, and he talked about their need at the top of that receiver room.
7: I've made this comment about there's some guys in the league that are 1.5s. Like, he's not quite a true one, but he's better than your twos. Um, so he's like a one and a half. Like I would, I would much rather have him paired up with a, with a true one. And then he would play up a great example of that. Like T Higgins, I thought for a long time was like a 1.5. Um, you know, he's developed into being a good 1.5 receiver with, you know, you put a 1.5 next to a one in Jamar chase. Holy cow. Like that's uh that looks different now. Um, that changes your offense, changes the dynamic. So, um, that to me is, uh, you know, that's how I would describe Amari. I think he's, you know, he's a really solid player, really good player. And we've seen him have monster games, but I don't know that that's the consistent fear that gets, uh, put in the hearts of the teams you're playing, uh, each and every week, like a true number one would.
4: All right. So I, I don't think that's, you know, that outlandish for him to say, I mean, before they got him, they had nothing right. They had OBJ and Jarvis Landry had both been cut. And DPJ all of a sudden, wait, he's your top guy? And Anthony Schwartz. Mm. So I think he loves hearing that now. Yeah. When Cooper came in, I thought, wow, okay. Now they now we're getting somewhere. Yeah. Now they can start with something here. And that an offense, I thought, listen, they were gonna struggle. Um, but all of a sudden with Brussel the quarterback, they were they were doing all
5: right. I would love to ask Daniel, and I don't know if they did in in that in that interview, how he thinks the Browns can get that number one star wide receiver this offseason. How do you go about it? We know that they don't have a first round pick this year. They do have a first, I believe, next year and a second next year. Are you going to be willing to give that up to trade for, I don't know, Devontae Adams, but we just heard from their ownership group, or at least their GM, that he's not available. So if you call a team to say, hey, we want your number one wide receiver, depending on where they are, as far as yeah, where they can, how they think they can win, and all those things, or do they think they're a contender? You got to find that team that doesn't think that they're going to do a whole bunch of winning. That has that star player available that you can trade for. No. They're not going to be able to get one of these a Dunze's or obviously a Marvin Harrison Jr. in the first round this year. So how do they get that guy? Is what I would love to ask Daniel Jeremiah because I don't think they are. They're going to go out this offseason season and throw a big bag at Mike Evans. He's the best wide receiver on the market. He's right also now.
4: thirty-one. There
5: you go. Yeah. So I hear what he's saying, but I also think for where with how the Browns are structured, he is their number one wide receiver. Of course, if we can, you know, dream up a world where they can get a Justin Jefferson or Jamar yeah. Chase,
4: it, of course you would do that. But I just I don't see it. I don't see what he wants them to do right now. I, I don't know if he wants them to do anything. I think he may just be pointing out. What they don't have, in a way, I mean, yeah, I guess he did say he would like to see them do that, but I, I almost feel like the Browns have their number one guy. Now we could go through where Amari Cooper ranks as far as one receivers. I, I mean, I would probably in my mind, I don't even have a list in front of me. I mean, don't you think he's a top twenty receiver in the oh, NFL? Easy for me, yeah. So. If, if, if you agree with me on that, then all of a sudden, he's a number one. He's not the number one. He's not Tyree Kill. He's not CeeDee Lamb. He's not Amon Ra. He's not those guys. But all of a sudden, he's there. Um, he's right on the edge for me as far as top 15 even. Like, there are certain guys. Let me ask you this. Would you rather have Garrett Wilson or Amari Cooper? Uh, I'd probably want to have Garrett. Would you rather have Chris Olave or Amari Cooper? Probably Cooper. Diggs or Cooper? I would take... Boy, that's tough. That's a close one. Depending on... Um, it feels like... Boy, my instant reaction would have been Diggs. Mm-hmm. So I guess I'll go with that. And that's, yeah. and
9: he's
5: still, so I think even if you take all of those guys over Amari, for me, he would still be in that top 10 to 12 window so I think they need to worry about in my opinion a second there's no question wide receiver that can be consistent they tried to go out and get Elijah Moore they did go out and get Elijah Moore and that was just okay There, there wasn't much good return there and then you look at some other guys and maybe a Cedric Tillman does pop this year and he was a young receiver that they got out of the draft you just can't have a guy like Jerome Ford being in your top five in receiving yards. They need a little bit more pop, and I think you can go out in free agency and find a complimentary wide receiver or in the draft wherever. Maybe late some gem falls to you that you really fall in love with throughout the draft process that you can pair with Amari. I just don't see how they can cook this up this year with all the money that they have on the books without having a first-round pick this year to do what Daniel Jeremiah wants them to do this offseason.
4: It's it's interesting. I mean, Amari's great stretching the field, sideline stuff, and all that. He's 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 got it. But they, besides Njoku, he can kind of throw anywhere on the field and he'll make the catch. He's that physical. I'm with you on they need to find a way. And by the way, if Cooper gets injured, then you're really in trouble because then and that may be where he was going in his mind. Like who's stepping up if that guy gets dinged, and then they're really kind of stuck. And a lot of teams are, but it's between Evans and Michael Pittman Jr. and Gabe Davis and Hollywood Brown. and like, See, I think Gabe Davis would be interesting.
5: Yeah. what would, would, would be interesting, and that's the type of guy that you have across from Anamari Cooper that is a deep threat that you have to respect, and we don't know what Nick Chubb's going to be, but that run game I still think will be respectable, but that's the type of guy I would invest in. I think Calvin Ridley may be a little pricey,
4: you and for I are that, talking about guys that are half the price of Mike Evans. Yeah, we're not we're not spending twenty five million on a receiver who's thirty one years old who's going to start going the wrong way. The only thing the Browns have though is this window they feel they want to win in. Mm-hmm. So that that could make them a little more uh, risky as far as doing that. But I'm with you. I like you find somebody you can compliment that would be half the money, and all of a sudden this guy can work the middle of the field a little bit and open things up for them. So. We'll see what happens with free agency, but if if they can open up twenty five million to sign Evans or Pittman, I almost don't know if that's smart money. No, I, I, Doesn't I feel don't feel like think so
5: it. either. We talked about it, um, you know, a few times. There's only one team that paid, you know, two receivers yeah. north of twenty million, and that was the Chargers, yeah. and they didn't get very far, and those guys were injured, and all that's not their fault. I'm just saying, there's one squad that did that. The Calvin Ridley thing's interesting to me. That could be a guy that I think can be that one B to Amari, and there's some legitimate pop there because I think he knocked the rust off this year. It was a pretty good year for Calvin Ridley. Wasn't trying to get him spectacular, before. and that's why yeah. I think that's a name you 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 invest in is a Calvin Ridley type or a Gabe Davis type to be a compliment to Amari because that should be a, a serious focus this offseason because you yeah. don't know for sure whether or not you're going to have one of the best run games again because of Nick Chubb's uncertainty. Before they got Cooper,
4: they were trying to get Ridley. Yeah. And so that would be interesting to see if, if they turned back and, and went towards him. All right, we'll take a break. We'll talk with Cam Miller, the executive director of College Football Network, and his idea is the top of this draft as predictable as it sounds. We'll ask him. Rothman and Ice on the Fan.
2: Death, taxes, and beating Michigan every damn year. This is your flagship home for Ohio State football.
0: The fan, Ohio Sports Destination. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call. Click Granger.com or just stop by.
1: Granger for the ones who get it done. Like Yoda, Rothman
2: will limp onto the golf course, talk about how stiff his back is, wonder how he can even make it through a hole, and then proceed to kick your ass. You're listening to Rothman and Ice.
4: All right, college football churning this offseason, all sorts of stuff. Expanded playoff, what Ohio State's done in the offseason, whether Michigan's going to have the true natty hangover, and then all the expansion going on in the conference, what that means. We'll talk with Cam Meller, the executive director of College Football Network, CFN365. Cam, good to have you back.
11: Always happy to be here, guys. Happy to do it uh, from Indianapolis today.
4: No, that's very cool. And where do you stand on... I mean, listen, we have pro days. We have guys that want to throw in their controlled climates to the guys they want um, some of these guys don't have to work out, some do. Um, what What is the thought process there of, is there any negativity towards people that don't want to work out, or is that just kind of an accepted deal now when they get to a certain point of the first round?
11: Yeah, I think at certain points, right, there's the there's probably a threshold where you cut it off and you say, yeah, we've, we've already confirmed our prior beliefs on this player and this player. We don't need to see much more. Uh, definitely be here in person and interview in person and showcase that. That's, uh, I think, the most... The biggest value for all the players here is the in-person interviews and access that the uh, coaches and decision-makers have with them. But, yeah, no, it's, uh, it's a new way that we are. we got to deal with it. But it opens up the opportunities for other players, you know, the, the next tier down for players that can throw and, and maybe put on a little bit more of uh, you know, their talent on display.
5: So which quarterback, since you're at Indy, let's stick with the guys that are going to throw, which quarterback, in your opinion, Cam, can really help themselves with a good throwing performance and just overall interviews and everything uh, this week?
11: You know, I'm not in town, so I can say it uh, safely. It's J.J. McCarthy. Um, <laughs> I think he's got a lot of room to grow if he's already seen his draft stock soar. You know, we didn't get to see him throw a whole lot at Michigan. He didn't have to do a whole lot. So, you know, we didn't have a, he didn't have a whole lot of room for error. And so if he can throw and, and, and be impressive with his reads and with his throws and his movements and showcase what he's what he's got from a quarterback standpoint, he's, he's got it in his head. And everybody understands that they, they love the age uh, that he's going to come into the NFL. He's got a lot of time to develop and adapt, and so if he can show that he's ready and in early on in that development process, now already shown growth from uh, his time at Michigan winning the last championship just uh, what a month and a half ago. So I think he's got a lot of room to grow, and he's going to have a t- time to shine.
4: All right, so you got potential franchise quarterbacks here at the top, and it's going to be very interesting. Is there a kind of definitive? Deal in your mind? Are people convicted there at the combine on that they would not take a chance on not taking Caleb at the top? Whether it's the Bears or somebody coming to get that pick, and is the the real conversation more between Drake May and Jaden Daniels? How does it play out for I, you?
11: Yeah, I think for me, it's always been that way, and now we're we're at that stage where it's uh, you know noise, uh, the noise of the season and the offseason coming to play. It's Caleb Williams. It's always been Caleb Williams. Uh, you you got to bank on what he offers and what he where he already is as a as an NFL player uh, at this point. The uh, the off field stuff is just again noise. Uh, and so for me, it's it's a matter of is it Daniels or is it May? I think it's Drake May. A uh, little bit too old for Jaden Daniels right now. When you talk about him as a second pick, the court, second quarterback, uh, great player. Both might have very bright futures coming up here soon. But yeah, Drake May at QB two for me.
5: Bringing it back to Columbus, i got to get your take on the Chip Kelly hiring. I mean, there seems to be so many opinions out there that Ohio State won the season. There was a little hiccup there with the Bill O'Brien uh, situation, as you know. But that pairing of Ryan Day, Will Howard, and Chip Kelly, your thoughts on that?
11: I, I love the pairing. I love the duo, and I love it much more than I loved having Bill O'Brien in town as well. I think if you look at it, yeah, you won the offseason from not only a coaching standpoint, but also a fit in the personnel and the transfer portal. So not to, not to mention that it's the best backfield uh, in, the, in not just the Big Ten, but probably in the country. And then you have Howard, who probably didn't get enough, enough credit and enough recommend or you know national notoriety for what he was able to do at Kansas State, coming in, taking over, leading them to the Big 12 title game and the Big 12 championship. He's not a statue. He's a, sort of a mobile dual threat kind of guy with a great arm. Uh, and probably one of the smartest players in all of college football. So him pairing with Chip Kelly might be one of the more dangerous and maybe underappreciated, undervalued uh, duos this season.
4: I've asked this question to a couple of people that have come on. I'll ask you, Cam, as well. Uh, when when we went from the BCS to the expanded four, I remember saying on on my show that I think this will be easier for Ohio State to win a natty because all talented teams want one thing and one th- or two things. They want a get-out-of-jail-free card if they need it on a certain week, and they want an at-bat. They want more at-bats because if presumably I have more talent than anybody else, then maybe that'll show eventually. Now that we're going to 12 and we sit here with a more powerful conference, however, do you feel it would be harder, the same, or easier for Ohio State to go in and adding now in this new era?
11: I mean, it's tough, right? It's easier because you have more chances to make the actual tournament, per se. You still have to be the best in the country to make it through the playoffs. It's an ex- obviously more games in the playoffs. You have to bring your best against the best other teams. And so to me, easier to make it, harder to finish. And I think people, you know, they say they want an asterisk on these teams that might make it and win the, the playoffs here. They expanded. I think it goes the other way. I think you have an asterisk for the champion because it's harder. To win, You have a team that now could have a hiccup in the middle of November and still make it, and that's t- the scariest team to me. Is the team that loses a Week 13, a Week 12 game, knows what it feels like to lose, and they don't want that back. And So yeah, I think it's actually harder, easier to get there, harder to win uh, in this expanded playoff.
5: So it seems like the Buckeyes benefited from Nick Saban retiring with some of the guys that he either transferred in, or some other hires. I want to ask you, though, about Kalen DeBoer and how you think he's recovered since losing some good players and losing a a couple recruits and even coaches. How's he done, in your opinion, this offseason?
11: Well, as well as he could have, but it's going to be a a down year might not sum it up for Alabama. With the influx of talent in the SEC, with how close some of the other programs were in the SEC, and how dominant Georgia should be once again, it's it's going to be not just a down year, but it could be a year that they got used to for Now and Caleb Bauer will have to be figure out how to, how to lose a game at home, which I don't think he's done in quite some time in his career. So he did his, as well and as admirable of a job as he could, bringing in talent, but uh, the overall loss of everybody's staff and, uh, and on that roster is going to be hard to overcome.
4: Cam, is your opinion on Bama equal to the drop off you expect that's unavoidable for Michigan?
1: <laughs> yes.
11: <laughs> Just solely because I don't, I, at this point, who knows what Michigan is going to really look like, right? They're still. We have at least a a few more weeks of of Bauer and what he's going to be able to bring and put together uh, on on the roster itself. Not just the staff, but the roster. And Michigan, the timing of it with the portal, not being able to uh, accrue any more talent for what they want to do. I'm very interested to see. But honestly, I think it's it's a closer race between Michigan State and Michigan this year than anywhere else.
5: One of the games I'm excited about next year is Ohio State taking on Oregon. Dylan Gabriel... He uh, looks like he's going to be their new starting quarterback, Dan Lanning. That crew did some good things this past offseason. What What do you think Oregon's going to look like next year with a new quarterback, not named Bo Nix?
11: You know, I think it's going to look a little bit not quite like what last year was, but very similar to that first year of Bo Nix with with the Ducks. I think Dylan Gabriel is obviously more experienced uh, than Nix was two years ago, but almost it's it's, it's a, maybe a hybrid between what they saw last year and the year before. A little bit of drop off in chemistry maybe early on. So lucky for the for the Buckeyes to get him. Earlier in the season than later, where they might be gelling, but yeah, it's a it's a team that you know, the proverbial reload in college football. That's what they did. and They reloaded with one of the better quarterbacks in college football history.
4: You know, I asked you about Bama and Michigan as far as drop off goes. I'll add, I'll ask you kind of a similar question when it comes to Notre Dame. You, how different do you feel uh, this year with them adding, you know, Duke quarterback Riley Leonard versus what they had in Hartman when they added him?
11: Yeah, it's interesting because you know we didn't we we knew who Sam Hartman was in that that offense of Wake Forest. We know what Riley Leonard was in that offense. It's a similar one, though. So are they going to take the handcuffs off of Riley Leonard early on in that season? They did not do it for Sam Hartman. Um, they sort of became the poster child for how to usher in a, a veteran quarterback in the transfer portal era. Do they do that again with Leonard, or are they you know, better off, and are they closer to where they want to be earlier with Riley Leonard? I think that that is the case with Leonard.
5: Is Dabo Sweeney still a head coach in your mind that can be one of the best, or do you think those days are behind him?
11: I think those days are behind him until he starts to embrace all the changes uh, and bring in new players with the portal. I think what he's been maybe the most critical of where we are uh, in, with NIL and portal. And so, to me, no, I think we've seen the gap closed in the ACC. Mike Morvell even taking the cake with the, the best coach, proverbially, in the, uh, the ACC. So, no, Dabo's best days are, are behind him, unfortunately, for Clemson fans.
4: All right, Cam, any fun for you? Um, what, do, what are you tracking down at the Combine? What's, what's your top priority? You know, I'm a college football guy through and through, so I'm
11: here happy for the kids that are watching uh, their their dreams come to light. But I'm also asking about what they are leaving behind in colleges. And, uh, you know, just talk to Ben Finott, the Kansas State tight end, and what he has to say about Will Howard. And it is a, it is a glowing recommendation for the Buckeyes future quarterback.
4: Give me some specifics on that. Did he, did he give smartest, you any details?
11: Smartest guy he's ever been around. They call him Rain Man down in Manhattan, or they did call him Rain Man. Uh, and did more pre-snap than anybody he'd ever been around in his entire career playing football. Yeah.
4: I'll tell you, when we hear him, I mean, he passes the test. I mean, you got to do it out there under the lights, and he's going to have the pressure to carry Ohio State and that offense as far as being the leader. But, man, he does sound like he is ready to take this on. So that that's a great little tidbit for us. Thanks, Cam. Always appreciate you jumping on. Yeah, my pleasure, guys. Thanks, as always. Yep, Cam Meller, Pro Football Network, on the Brian Heating and Cooling System's FANGUS Hotline. Yeah, it's it's uh there's a lot there. I mentioned the twenty seven games experience, the dual threat, mm-hmm. the prototypical feel, the maturity, all that. That's huge, it's huge,
5: man. Such a big deal to have that guy at that position be seasoned and that combination of Chip Kelly and his play calling ability and Will Howard and all the things that he's seen, I think can give this offense the chance to hit the ground running. And even when we get in season, just when he sees a different look, post snap and all those things, none of that is going to phase Will Howard. It may happen a couple times throughout the year, but I think for the most part, from the neck up, that's going to be a thing that a lot of Buckeye fans can count on is Will Howard's going to have things in order.
4: What else you can count on was the lock that I put on the Ohio State women last night Uh, they did me proud in themselves, and they won another title. What does it mean, big picture? You'll hear from their coach next in the bulletin, Rothman and Ice on the fan. If the
2: sound of another man slammed against plexiglass turns you on, you've come to the right place. Proud to be your home for Jackets hockey.
9: The fan, Ohio sports destiny. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you.
3: Sponsored by Logan AC and Heat Services. Feeling the chill? Call the experts at Logan Services now for hot deals on train furnaces, including 0% APR for 60 months.
4: All right. High state women knocked off Michigan, got their 15th straight win, got a sole possession of the Big Ten title, and the confetti was flying last night. It was great to see. It's also great to see them be in a tussle at half, have that game be tied at half, and have them have to reach down and blow it out in the third, and then hold on in the fourth. Like, that was strong. I was almost happy they did get tested. And so they deserved the celebration. They secured the title. J.C. Sheldon had 22. They are number two in the country. Like I said, they won 15 in a row. Um, there was revenge attached. You didn't even need the rivalry. They had only lost. That was the only team they had lost to in the conference uh, when they got shocked at Michigan back in uh, December and so they hadn't lost since, so they used that as kind of like, okay, the road to redemption here. And then everything was built up for that game, and they come through. So it was uh, a pretty man. pretty outstanding performance. And the, listen, they got big-picture mentality now. Um, they are now going into March, and that's fine. They, and I'll tell you what, it may be perfect. That they're behind number one South Carolina. They're undefeated, obviously. And if we could only get that as the, the heavyweight, title. Oh, the Bucks taking on Don and if, the crew. If, if it kind of set up that I'm, way. I'm here for it, man. You don't, I, want to I, see, you don't want to see them meet early. I mean, or meet early. Meet yeah. on the same side. Yeah, no. Yeah. I mean, we need
5: that for it all yesterday. Just, uh, I thought, a great job on the defensive end. They created so many turnovers, especially in the first half. I think Michigan almost had 30 turnovers in the game or some crazy number like that. So, defensively, they brought it and you got what you usually get from your two offensive studs and Katie and JC both of those women were absolutely on it this basketball team has been a joy to watch all season long and I, I think since we turned the page to 2024 they haven't lost a game yet they have not lost a game yet this that year. that was the
4: last when they lost when they lost to Michigan. So they hadn't lost after that
5: so there you go so they have absolutely been rolling confidence is sky high as it should be and they brought it home yesterday and they're going to be the number one seed in the big 10 tournament and they absolutely have earned that so watching them all season long has just been an absolute joy and i cannot wait to see what they do when we get to the big dance but they still got work to do and i'm hoping that we see everybody play against iowa because i need that the national spotlight's going to be on that game i'm assuming that we're going to see Everyone play and give it their all. And when you have an opportunity to showcase the brand against a star like Clark, Caitlin Clark, you got to do it. But here we are sitting here today with them bringing home a hat and T-shirt and a little trophy yesterday. At least in my mind, you know.
4: Anyway, trophy. Just a T-shirt game yesterday,
5: man. Wow. That's what you play for, the hat yeah. and T-shirt games. When you have an opportunity to be four quarters away from getting you a hat and a T-shirt, that means something. And they absolutely got
4: it done yesterday. Shout out to them. Uh, Here's the crime dog, Kevin McGuff, on winning two of the last three Big Ten titles.
8: You know, I I think it's just really a a reflection of of having the right people in the program. You know, when you have Madison and JC and Ricky and Rebecca, you know, you can
10: bounce back from a bad year or something bad happened because they're incredibly high-character young people that could really build something special around. And so I'm just really appreciative that, um, you know, they've
5: stayed so committed to our program In in a day and age where, you know, a lot of kids don't do that. It is tough, right? It's tough because you have the veterans, as you mentioned. You got some young girls over there. I mentioned Cody and how good she's been. But that's the beauty of this era of college sports: is you can have, I think, nice balance. And it seems to me that Coach McGuff has that perfect blend right now going on. And it's no surprise because just look at the results. Yeah.
4: Sunday at Iowa, one o'clock on Fox. Let's go. Uh, you got Ohio State men trying to. Build off the win at East Lansing. They'll play tonight at home against Nebraska. Early tip, 630. And it is Nebraska, so you won't get a court storming if Ohio State wins it. That would be unnecessary and over the top. But here is your interim head coach, Jake Diebler, on the recent trend of the court storming.
12: You don't want it to entirely go away. It does seem to be happening more frequently and, and maybe not quite as special as what it once was. It seemed to be a time where it was like reserved for just the elite of elite wins. And I think back to what we've had here, like you know, you got num- you know, top three, top three wins, you know, like that. I think, but some of these where it might be a a top fifteen or top twenty five team or you know something like that. I I would I would probably say hopefully. Again, those people that are much smarter will figure out a way to make it make it work. But I, I think reserving it for those really special moments, like th- that's that's something I would imagine students, you know, probably remember for a long time. You don't want to fully like remove
4: that. So he and I are in lockstep on this. There's no reason to absolutely remove it. He's smart enough to know that it's weird when certain fan bases storm the court just because it's a way it's an excuse for them to do something they don't normally get to do it doesn't really call for it it used to be you knock off you're on ranked you knock off a top five team and and the reason I gave it to wake not the way they did it but the reason it was okay for them to do it it's not that Duke is this Mike Krzyzewski Duke or a national champ it's the fact that they rarely get that opportunity that was something that yeah you know, that's always a sub five hundred team that's that they don't have those opportunities. This isn't Kansas storming a court or name another top you know team this was so I'm with him i I feel like it it does have to come from the top It does have to come from the head coach and we'll ask docket about it at two thirty three yeah. but if you if you get the right mindset or you know the opponent's coming in that's going to get the fans in a little bit of a frenzy you don 't want to announce to the to the world the day before we 're bringing in additional security in case we win that 's a perfect way to jinx the damn thing, but you got to be on the ready and then you got to have to have a it. fan base yeah. that hopefully it's only one or two idiots and not as I like to say the running of the bulls. It was just a, it was just a little bit of the student section that went on the court. Then Duke could have gotten off the floor and been fine. The way they they did it, That's it was like you put them in the manage. Kentucky Derby gates That's and said, "Go."
5: That's impossible. Or to, to say, "Hey, only a pocket of no, you no, guys what I go." Mean is, right? Is, like
4: you'd have to be set up for a way to get them onto the court through a certain area, like funnel them into yeah, this. Yeah, like you'd have to rope them in the velvet ropes. You know all about that. Changes,
5: <laughs> changes are coming because you know it happened to Duke, so we got to change it. But yeah, changes are coming yeah. to this, and hopefully it's still going to be a thing because I am a fan of it, but it does need to be tweaked just a little bit
4: all right there's your buckeye bulletin for today
5: before we hit a deep dive just a quick reminder always if you miss anything you know from our first hour or just anything ever from rothman and ice anything ever wherever you get your like podcast type in rothman and ice we had cam meller live from indy and we talked to Dor- jordan Dijani from cbs who covers the nfl earlier so yeah if you miss those interviews hop on the podcast app type in rothman and ice and they'll
4: be there waiting If you're curious, Ohio State is a favorite tonight by four points. On Bet365, we'll have something for you cooked up in the third hour, including Dockich, and we'll ask him about the Buckeyes and the coaching search and all of that. And then when we come back after a Sports Center update, one of ESPN's top analysts says this is the guy who should go number one and not the guy that everyone's touting. That's next. Rothman and Ice in the Fan.
2: Winners of the prestigious Platinum Microphone Award every year given to the best radio station in the world. Uh, no need to look it up. It's
1: real.
0: The Fan. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger,
1: For the ones who get it done. Most shows just skim the surface,
2: but Rothman and I feel like the biggest story of the day deserves a closer look. It's time for A Deeper Dive.
4: All right, final hour of the program. Doc at John 233. Get his opinion on what Jake's done so far with the basketball squad. A little bit about where he stands on the court storming situation. Uh, the situation at the top of the draft will be very interesting. By the way, I don't know if you guys saw this. But uh, Tommy's staying relevant. Um, the 46-year-old Brady, I don't know if you're buying this, did he, did he line up a 40-yard dash and he actually ran faster than he did at the Combine over 20 years ago? I absolutely believe yeah. it.
5: You know I'm going to believe anything that Tom Brady does. That's that's my guy. But, no, I mean, I think with how the dude's you know taking care mm-hmm. of his body for all yeah. these years, he looks fit still, right? So what was the new 40 time? I saw the headline, but I have not seen the actual time. That he ran. I mean, they played for years and years and years. Him running a horrible 40 uh, at the combine with like a 3XT on, which was the style. Yeah, exactly. He was, wearing, the he was wearing a parachute. <laughs> That's what was holding him back. He was getting his yep and his white tee on. But, yeah, I absolutely believe this, that he cooked up a better 40 time.
4: Yeah, I, I I think you're right. I think that I can believe this. I mean, he did one of those golf shots with a drone that wasn't real at one point. But, yeah, this is, this is real. I he think. reran the the forty. Now he did it to shoot his new company, ah, like to, to showcase something. There we go. And I mean, there has to be some motivation. So TB twelve method so still cooking up, huh? He did run a five two eight back then. Okay. So he wanted to see if he could kind of level up. So I don't know if he was running in the new shoes or something hmm. that his company has or whatever. And by the way, you know that he knew whether he could beat this before he did it. That some I'm not. Te, some test runs happen? Absolutely. Happened? There's no way. I mean, my guess is there's he would not have done this live yeah. and taken the chance that he would have been slower, even though he'd have the reason to be slower because he's older, much older. But if he is, if he was doing this to promote a new company, then, and I'll have to look up which one that is, then of course he'd want to be quicker. Supposedly he ran a 5.18. Oh, I'd definitely buy it. Then. Yeah. Yeah, it was just a, a hair faster. Which is nice. Right, sure. it's not like he's like, oh, I ran a four seven. No, it's impressive. I mean, got admitted, 46 years old?
5: He's motivated right now. He's motivated because of what Giselle did to him. And the fact that, quote, he's accepted that Giselle's romance with that uh, Mr. Jiu-Jitsu
4: instructor mm. began, quote, years ago. Well, that's that's a source saying that. I don't know if he was exactly, quote, as a source quoting him. Just saying. Yeah,
5: I, I'm, I don't think that people are making that up just out the blue. Let me create this headline yeah. to just say the Tom Brady. Like, wait a minute, she was doing this for years. Mm. Mm, mm, mm. Some I don't like it. I don't like it. Yeah, it's it's that's a tough call, man. How was she doing, my boy, like that before the ink dried, man? Come on,
4: his love and his lady was the game. Don't give her an out. I'm just saying. <laughs> don't, don't give her, don't give her an out. I thought she backed him pretty well during the career about, you know, when she was the the old, my husband can't throw and catch at the same was, time and all know, that.
5: You know, backing him publicly and think... then stabbing him in the back privately. No, and no, I don't think so. Well, well, if it was years ago, that I think that would qualify as stabbing your husband in the back. <laughs> oh, if it was years ago. That's what he said. I this, thought they were reportedly dating in June. This love romance. Tom Brady saying that this happened. This was... This began years ago. Between-
4: oh, I thought I thought that they reportedly began dating in June, and June of last year. Yeah,
5: yeah. No, I think that's when they decided to officially let their hair do a deep dive down. on think, that, Maddie. I don't. I don't think I need to. I was telling you guys last year that she was dirty macking. And you guys are like, ah oh, you know you know it's just working out with the guy and you know I'm like no 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 no
4: no you that, de- you definitely called that there was more to that relationship I'm gonna I totally praise you on that and now Tom's saying, hey wasn't just last year yeah I thought that I thought the instructor was headed for the friend zone big time <laughs> and clearly he made it through that oh man and isn't isn't Brady dating the uh the model I don't know how official another that model? is. another
5: model I don't know how official that is okay. He's doing. I mean, well, you're our I'm guy on
4: sure. this stuff. Or sure he's doing well
5: for himself out here. Yeah, I mean, I'm I sure he's, he's hurting he, in that category.
4: No, I, I think he's doing fine. Yeah. I, and then uh, back to the TV the- gig. We'll see how he does there and well, making nice. a lot of cash on that. Woo. Ready to go. What's the number? Three forty-five for ten. Three twenty-five. Some thirty-seven million a year, maybe something like <laughs> that. I don't know. It's somewhere in there. Must be nice, man. Must be because nice.
5: mm-hmm. he's like, hey, even if I suck at this,
4: you know, it's still my money. Yeah, but he, has, he
5: doesn't want to be bad at that. No, we've that's, heard he's already been practicing. I don't think he will be bad. Did they send him somewhere special?
4: No, I, we've heard. broadcasting camp? No, somebody told us when I we know.
5: asked him that he's been out in L.A., I think at the Fox Studios mm-hmm. or whatever, doing some dry runs.
4: Yeah, absolutely. That's He should take it seriously, mm-hmm. want to be good. Whether he'll be able to criticize players or routes or this or that, I don't know. It's mm. what that's Joe Montana good. really didn't want to do or couldn't do. So we're in a kind of an era where we expect more. Out of the analysts, we do. I mean, I think. Do we, boy? For the money they make, you should. Because if you just need a
5: guy up there to say, when you say expect more, in in your mind, what is that?
4: More real inside analysis, rather than the obvious. See, because that's funny. Because Tony got pushback back for doing that. Well, Tony was pulling the magician act. He was doing it. He he wowed everybody with that. I think they're going to run this based on the formation. Which, by the way, I I really didn't have too much trouble with because i was very curious to see who he was right i don't think he was right 100 of the time yeah. but he was probably right more than he was wrong I it, was it was kind of cool thing yeah. and then the only reason he got blowback on that was because he was right so much that people are like okay i want to it's it's kind of like when i talk to my dad on the phone when we're watching a game together and i know he's ahead of me by five six seconds eventually i'm like dad i gotta hang up That's tough. we gotta talk after the game you know what you know what could you know what solve saying? this issue for What's you that? and
5: your dad if you guys hop on Team iPhone and just FaceTime throughout the game, then you could see and control it a, a little bit more. But he's more, still going to no, see, see the saying, game before I You can I see do. him and just read him more and just look away and just read the body language and well, all do of those that things. I do automatically.
4: He, I take the phone. I, sometimes I don't tell him if there's like 10 seconds left in the game and there's like a last shot and I don't know if it's going to go to overtime. I pull the phone away. Put it under a pillow. And I just kind of <laughs> hold it there. Are you there? Oh, um, <laughs> no, see, that, that's what Roman was doing. He was the delay that we had. Yeah. the The game was on delay when you're watching Romo because mm-hmm. he was delivering the answer before you get to see it. And I think that kind of was like, okay, enough of that. It was really cool. I got to see the magic act right away, and now I've seen it. I don't want to see it anymore. And that was, and that now the weird part is, it's almost he's gone dramatically the other way, mm-hmm. away from. All right, if you don't want that, you're not getting anything. Almost. He's going to talk about how good the new hair looks and how oh, Jim and I man. are great together. Like, go, Jim! Yeah, Like and by the way, I like his genuine... Like, like a kid enjoying the yeah, game. Yeah, I he do. He does and have and a by the way, he's mind. getting backlash on that. And I, I thought him jumping the Super Bowl call when Nance said jackpot, and then he was all about the formation. I think there would have been time for that when the replay when let's go back and look at that play. Cause obviously it was an easy touchdown yeah. in and out motion. He's going to the pylon and it's a touchdown. The same thing they ran against Philly and they got him, but he jumped in right after Nancy jackpot. And you're all, by the way, you're always going to have people that are like, don't ruin the moment. Let it speak for itself. And, and I, I do understand that most of these announcers are going to get more praise for not talking than talking at certain points. And so he's, he's had a tough time finding the balance of what he wants to do and what he thinks the audience wants to hear. So It's a thankless yeah.
5: job. It really is a thankless job because
4: he well, can't thank him with a lot of money. Well, The,
5: yeah, the yeah. network is. I'm talking the, the, the viewers, especially now in the social media era. It's almost impossible. I don't think there's one guy that everybody agrees with is just absolutely awesome for everything he does. I don't yeah. think that guy exists. Or
4: ever will exist. I think Tom's going to well, run into the same thing. Nor should it really exist. I mean, it's... It, it's a very subjective business, but if you're paying these guys that much money, I think at the end of the day, you'd want the viewer to feel more informed, more knowledge. Like you go now, John Madden was the king of in the very beginning because I think even Madden's shtick would take a big hit today in social media. That's what I'm saying. All that, no you know, doink and this and that, and uh, I mean his. Yeah. And it also, here's the other thing: it gets played out. Like even some of the most famous guys, Vital, Chris Berman, guys are real pioneers, guys that started something, that, be, mm-hmm. that were one of one. Mm-hmm. Even there now, like, but but I always defend that in that well, they're speaking to new generations. Yeah, if I listen to the same record, same music, or, or watch the same movie for thirty years, I'm probably it's going to well, lose its that. luster. You've done that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you do. do yeah, that. Maybe not With for the me specifically, <laughs> but for other people. Um, so I think that's where we are in this world. If I could have you choose
5: one. Color and play-by-play right. guy that you can only have for this football season for every game for all the college football games and just this fantasy world. What team would Anthony Rothman pick? Who are you rolling? Mm. With?
4: Who do you enjoy listening to? Uh, I'm in the minority, okay, because I I feel like Collinsworth is the one that so, I, I like him. So you I, want you
5: want Collinsworth as your play-by-play color guy? Who would you want for play-by-play?
4: Um, Nance. I don't know. I don't want to think before I commit to this. I want to think about Peyton it because I think Eli. that's a pretty. I think it's a pretty important question mm-hmm. when it comes to if I had to attach myself to one person the entire
5: way for 2024. This is the only the only like, voices you will hear. But for I can the split games. them up. I don't have to. team. Yeah, it them could as be anybody from any network. You could put them together. What I'd would be your take team? Take
4: Kevin Harlan, ooh, and Chris Collinsworth, and I don't know if that would Kevin even work. Kevin Harlan and Chris Collinsworth. Yeah. You know, in
5: your fantasy world, it does work. Big though, That's what about the you? Beauty of radio. Give me Gus and Joel. I'm bringing them to the NFL. I'm Gus gonna, Johnson and, and, oh, and Joel and, Klatt.
4: Oh, you found I'm, a loophole.
5: I'm going to have them call all the college. The Ohio State games. I'll obviously be watching, and they're going to do Sundays for me too. I'm in on Gus and Joel. It's a good. They got good energy. I think Joel's good. Mm-hmm. He's informative. From a quarterback's perspective, I always enjoy that. So, yeah, give me Gus and Joel.
4: But nobody at the NFL level right now. Peyton and Eli. You just want them to read the note cards. Peyton and, have... and Eli, man. I'm rolling with the Manning bros. Okay. So, if the Super Bowl were, if the, there was a Manning cast for the Super Bowl. I'd watch them. And the Ravens were in it. Mm-hmm. I'd watch them. Really? Okay. Because then they'd
5: probably have guests like you know Ed
4: Reed. And but I mean your team and the most important game in yeah. the world, you'd want to just kind of ro- I could rock out with them. You wouldn't worry about the guests and all that, not hearing the announcers. I was and what I'm replaying. saying there's going
5: to be some probably some historic Ravens that would be guests. I would enjoy you know hearing their takes throughout the game. Okay.
4: Yeah, no, I'm not saying that's a bad deal. Uh, their their quality, it's just the way it's set up. Maybe it's it would have to be a, a game that I'm so so interested in. If not, I'm usually on the main broadcast when it comes to replays and announce, you know, and all that. All right. Okay. So there you go. We bypassed Buck and Ake, Ian and our boy Charles, mm. um, Kevin and Greg. Who stink with?
5: Our guy stink.
4: Stink is with
5: play by play guy. That's probably too complicated of a question, right? I'm just Adam curious. Adam Amin? Okay. Is that who yeah, he does games I feel with? feel like. Okay. Okay. Yeah.
4: All right, when we come back for pre-snap, I mentioned there is one, speaking of analysts, there's one on ESPN that is not going off the board, but he's reverting the order in the draft, who he thinks should go number one. You'll hear it next. Rothman and Ice on the fan. The only
2: radio show Ryan Day listens to when we're holding him hostage, making him listen to a radio show. The Buckeye Show.
3: Weeknights at 6. The Fan.
1: Men in Ice present Free Snap
3: Sponsored by the Low T Center. Reinventing men's health care.
4: Alright, before we reinvent the wheel, let's bet 365. By the way, um, the Jackets, damn good game last night. 4-1, uh, to one, a couple of them were the empties at the end. But it was there for the taking. And the reason they didn't win was probably because of Shesterkin at the end. Like he's that good. And they, I'm telling you, they put the kitchen sink on that dude and couldn't get the equalizer. But it was it was a fun game. The oddity about it was my bet of both teams not to score in the first 10 minutes came through. Um but the shots on goal, it was a weird night. You're not gonna believe it. Boone had the goose egg, and our boy Z goose egg Mm. and these guys put pucks on net but the defense by the blue shirts and all like i feel like we just we we went down the right road last night and didn't get her done but i guess if you're going to lose you might as well not be close and so as far as our bets go but i was good on the note both teams not to score um truth be told they did have the rangers minus a goal and a half Mm. and then i added those shots on goal and they did not come through
5: yeah, and I didn't cash in on my anytime Boone uh, goal. They were talking a little trash yesterday, but you know what? Scare money don't make no you money. You know,
4: I was watching the game, and I really thought that there was a chance because it was 0-0 for a while. And I really thought, man, because when you're betting on, the, you said even the first goal, and it has to be the first goal of the game, not mm-hmm. the Jackets' first goal, first goal of the game. So you have to combine all the cosmic stuff. Will he be on that shift? Will he get it? like, there's just way too much yeah, it's, uh, that's, to a that's a challenge.
5: That's a challenge tonight buckeyes no i am in the college basketball realm though but i'm going to the wcc because i think you when you were out a couple weeks ago when you were dealing with the u2 flu yeah i let everybody know that one of my favorite gyms to watch a college basketball game is san francisco the san francisco dons and tonight they host 23 ranked Gonzaga at home. San Francisco's 14 and 1 at home. AR give me the Dons on the money line at plus 150 taking down those Bulldogs because at bet365 they don't do ordinary. Sign up at oh.bet365.com. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call
9: 1-800-GAMBLER. Um.
11: May the odds be ever in your
4: favor. All right, well done. Hope you cash on that. So, Dan Orlovsky, well, I think does a very good job on ESPN. He's very very thorough at what he does, and I'm I'm a big fan. And so he has been identifying quarterbacks for a while now, and the order of most mocks have been Caleb Williams Drake May and Jaden Daniels, the ones that I've seen. Certainly, there there have been a few that have it a little bit reversed at two and three. But he thinks that this guy should be number one. We're talking about Jaden Daniels.
10: I thought that Caleb Williams was a lock at number one because I thought Drake May would be the guy. I was wrong in that. Jaden Daniels should be the guy. If I were the Chicago Bears right now, I would take Jaden Daniels out of LSU. That is not a knock on Caleb Williams. That is a plus in Jaden Daniels. I think, number one, when you watch all these guys play, the best thrower, the best guy against man coverage, ball placement-wise, is Jaden Daniels. Number two, when we're talking about explosive play, like guys who have to throw the ball downfield, what does it look like? Jaden Daniels throws the ball best downfield. And then number three, who's got the best pocket piece? When I say piece, it's P-E-A-C-E. All these guys are athletic. It's no longer like this plus. Every one of these guys has that attribute. The patience and the piece within the pocket, he's the best at. Um, Candidly, I think when it comes to what guy had the best game, none of these guys' games compare to Jaden Daniels against Florida. If you just watch that player, Versus the University of Florida, you would go, that's the best player in college football, and he's going to be the guy that transfers the best into the NFL. Caleb Williams is fantastic. I think Jaden Daniels is better.
1: Mm.
4: That's a strong take. It is. And he may be right in that he's better. I worry about the fact that he's kind of a slim reaper. Mm. You know, six four, two hundred 200 and change. Like, that's the program. That's and he, that, and the, and he, and he, he likes did. to run. And so you get him in the NFL, and I know the NFL protects quarterbacks pretty well. And so I. this is one of those things that I feel is a very strong take, and I don't know if I'd have the guts to do it. I. He's experienced. He's been around. He's got a lot of five seasons of experience. Um, he ran a lot in college, so I do worry about the durability now going up to the NFL. Um, I love the way that he is a dual threat because i think this is where the nfl is and i've seen him throw at most of the levels on the field so i just wouldn't have the guts to do it at the top pick even though it may be splitting hairs amongst the three guys
5: and that's because you believe caleb williams is a can't miss guy can't miss for you generate you know the term generational. no I, i can't
4: tell you he's generational um, but I, but all I'm deciding is whether I'm picking him number one or not. Yeah, like it's I think because when you're the NFL, you have to take these chances, and there's mm-hmm. no way the Bears really don't have to take this chance. But I think they're taking the chance because they can use it to kind of reshape their their organization and financially, and they feel like he's not a big risk compared to what they have. Um, yeah, I mean it's not like Caleb Williams weighs 230 pounds, like he's probably 215 220 I, I it's not as tall
5: as Jaden either not that that's no. The he's probably deal. three inches shorter there than you him. go so, so
4: he's a he's like a, a bigger version than kyler murray yeah i can't wait for their official
5: measurements this week both the height and the weight for both the guys uh, that we were talking about you heard dan orlosky talk about that florida game and just a reminder the stat line was stupid he threw for 372 three touchdowns in the air he had 12 carries in the game 234 yards rushing and then two more touchdowns and one of those carries went for 85 yards only two games this season jane daniels where he didn't have double-digit carry. So he is the definition of a dual-threat guy. But I think you bring up a great point is, will his body be able to do that in the NFL? Maybe his offensive coordinator and head coach won't ask him to do as much. He's tough for me to evaluate. I'm I'm not saying I'm an evaluator, but just based off of what I've seen from him, how do you measure what was around him versus... What did he do to, was he the driving force, right? Because Malik Neighbors, some people like him over Marvin. Some people think Brian Thomas Jr. is going to be a first round wide receiver. It's the same conversations we heard about Ohio State quarterbacks the last few years. Is how do you really evaluate what those guys do versus how safe their floor is because of the talent?
4: I'm glad you said safe floor. Because I look at all three of these guys and I don't see bust. I don't. I think they all have stuff that can be worked with and live up to a decent amount of hype. It's one of those things that, you know, I think Caleb Williams has a, got a little bit of human highlight reel, kind of like Jaden Daniels does. I just think that impact, the playmaking impact that he can have, shouldn't be more than Jaden because you just mentioned how uh, well he can run. But this is one of those things that, he's got a pretty good chance if he gets to a decent roster here that the bears build around him that he could really transition into a great nfl talent
5: it's an inexact science there's a lot of a lot of clips that we reacted to last year around this time where everybody was telling us how can't miss bryce young was right and it did not work out no. for him in year one, and that's not to say that, that he can't turn things around, but there was a lot of that, too, last year, that Bryce Young is this, he's cerebral, mentally, you can't find a guy that's smarter, and all of this stuff, and we don't care about the size, and like that was there, and some of that's happening again for Caleb Williams. None of these guys are going to be perfect, and everybody's searching for the next Pat Mahomes, and there's some people that see traits in Caleb Williams that are similar to Pat Mahomes, so yeah. when they see that, that's why I think this love fest is at an all-time high. The dude's very good. Yeah, I think he's going to be a solid quarterback. I am just very Caleb? Yeah, okay. I'm just very curious to see well that same style of play kind of that backyardist style of play. And I know he can play in structure at times, but can he get away mm-hmm. with that all the time at the next level when the athleticism balances out? He's not a Lamar Jackson as far right. as the juice with his legs, and, and neither is Jaden Daniels. So these guys are really, really athletic in the league, and you can't do a lot of the same things you did at the collegiate level. That's my only
4: worry with Caleb. All right, those are pre-snap reads for today. We'll come back with our guy, Double D, Dan Dockich. What does he feel about the Buckeyes now they've pulled off a couple signature victories? Does Jake get a shot, a legit one? We'll ask him next. Rothman and Ice on The Fan.
2: We're known for three things. Games, conversation, and common man yelling about things only he cares about. The Fan. Ohio sports destined.
0: For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger. Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it
1: done. Listen, learn, lay the points. This is
4: Rothman and Ice. All right, welcome back into Rothman Tonight's our favorite part of the week. We go to Indy and hook it up with the host of the Don't At Me show on Outkick.com. Of course, the sports ticket in Indy, where he is uh, on the airwaves again, which is outstanding, our guy Dan Dockage. Double D, how we feeling?
13: Hey, I'm feeling good, and I'm feeling good for the uh, Buckeyes, right? I mean, I'm sitting there feeling good that the Buckeyes are rocking and rolling. I don't know why this started on my phone here, but... Hey, uh, I feel good for Jake Deebler. I feel bad for Izzo. You guys screwed me a little bit. I, I got to call Izzo <laughs> for a favor. And I I don't, I, it's like I used to tell Urban, I ain't calling you when you lose, bro.
4: Yeah, no, bro, you don't I want mean, to get involved in that. You know, I don't, it's...
13: I don't, go
4: ahead. No, I was going to say, sorry to interrupt you. I, I didn't mean that. I, I was going to say that, um, you know, Izzo was such a huge fan of Chris Holtman, right? And I, Listen, he, he had a good record against him and all that. I don't, maybe some coaches, it's easier for them to throw praise to guys. And I'm not accusing him of not liking him. I'm sure he really did like him. Chris is an incredibly likable guy. But, you know, he's in your conference, and if you're doing well against him, you
13: know, you might want him to stick around a little bit. But, yeah, I, I don't... Hey. You know what I mean? Hey... Oh, Gene Katie said it about Coach Knight legendarily. Oh, we were great friends till I started beating his ass. And then we, did, and then we were, Oh, yeah. That's right. Hell, yeah. I mean, look, you know, in my world, and I'm sure your guys' world, that's kind of human nature, isn't it? I mean, a little bit. And and I, I know, and you guys know that I love Chris, and I, I've i said I'll take a bullet for him, and I'm a little bit conflicted because I really like Jake, too. I've, I've known the Dieblers forever. I mean, Keith used to bring Jake and John to my basketball camps at Bowling Green, and I just always loved them, and I respect them because they're basketball people. So... But, I, I, you know, as sad as I was for Chris is as happy as I am for Jake and Ohio State fans because I will say this. When Andrew played at Ohio State, Ohio State fans were freaking awesome. And they didn't have to be because it wasn't like, you know, Andrew was uh, Kate Bates' diop you know, and he comes from Michigan. But I'm happy for Ohio State fans that at least, you know, uh, this season looks like it it, it it could get in a certain way salvaged a little bit with the two wins.
5: Yeah, man, that's a, it's a pretty good vibe. Pretty good vibe around the program right now, yeah. and uh, we'll, we'll see what they cook up tonight. I want to zoom out from Ohio State last uh, last couple of weeks. We talked to you about Rick Pitino. He dunked on his team, and the you know after the game wasn't <laughs> happy with them, and then they go out and pull off a nice win against Creighton at home. But that's not what I want to ask you. Can Dan Dockage pull off the all white Rick Pitino suit? Is that is that a possibility?
13: I didn't think Pitino. Pitino has gotten old, and he looks clear. Like, some white dudes look white, some white dudes look tan. I'm fortunate that I got some Serbian in me, and there's some Eastern European blood, so I got a little olive skin to me. But Patino is clear, and you add a white suit to it, I could do it in the summer with the bald head, the Tali Savalas, the, uh, you know, um, I, I could do it in the summer. But no, not in the middle of winter, Ice. Come on. And by the way, there's a lot of pressure on you now that you're making three million dollars. That's year right. Oh, I mean, you damn right. I don't want to see. You know, let's go, Ice. Oh, I mean, up goodness. the freaking game, my man. I got let's you. go. With jackass Ashing around, that's let's right.
4: Go. <laughs> Hot seat, baby. Um, all right, hey, I do want to take you back to Jake, because um, just for a quick second, Maddie and I, t- Ice and I, talked about this last week on our show, and I said. You mentioned, you know, he's got a good vibe, and right? you know, pulls off the win against Purdue, and then he goes to Michigan State and beats Izzo. He's down twelve with twelve to go, and a lot. There's a listen. There's a lot in that recipe, right? He's still riding this high of, hey, this team has a a chance to save their rep a little bit. There's a new lease on life. We start zero and zero with a new coach and all that. What could he do? Because my mind is, he's got to do something that that is impossible to ignore to be truly considered for this job. And I think the only way he could truly not be ignored is to pull off the unthinkable and get them in the dance. And that may not even be enough, but is there something in your mind that tells you that he could get himself into a legit
13: interview or no? You know, you're asking the right guy. I'll tell you, because I was the interim coach at Indiana uh, in 08 and we started out we beat northwestern without practicing at Northwestern. we beat ohio state with evan turner and coast Kof- coast we did get our ass beat by uh uh michigan state but in the in the time i got rid of guys uh doing drugs i got rid of guns i mean i've never really told the story the story about the gun stuff but i got rid of made them go to class all this kind of stuff and they didn't like it my record was three and four and i wasn't going to get an interview but i made a call to the head of the the thing, and I said, Look, screw you guys. I you begged me to take this job. I did all this crap that you asked me, you know, you didn't even ask me to do, but I knew it was right for Indiana. So they're like, No, no, Dan, I, we were going to call you today and, and set up an interview. So I go to interview, and I lay out a 20 to 25 plan, it's like 23 point plan on how to make Indiana better, relevant, since Bob Knight was out. And the dude interviewing me, Harry Gonzo, who is a legendary figure in Indiana, he was a quarterback, the Rose Bowl team, a lawyer, all this, like, was shocked, right? Like, holy crap. But he said the one thing that mattered. And the one thing that mattered is, Dan, I can't sell, you know, it'd be hard to sell. You, You went three and four, it'd be hard to sell. And that's always stuck with me. Like, and Indiana has struggled since and all that, but Jake, whatever he does, The record is going to matter, period. So you ask me, what can he do? And my answer is based on my experience, win every freaking game. (laughs) Like, like that's it. Like, nothing, you know, hey, look, the players like him. Great. Hey, look, he's got a great plan, a great family. Great. What's the record as the interim coach? That's it. And so if you say to me, Jake gets him in the tournament, I got to tell you, I'm interviewing him for real. Jake goes to the final game of the Big Ten tournament. Jake wins. I don't know who they play. Mm -hmm. I can't remember who they played this week. But Jake wins out. And notice the word I'm always saying is win. Like, everything else does not matter. I actually had the guy come up to me and apologize, and I told him to get the F away from me, the guy Gonzo. He was apologizing to me for, you know, not One of his, his lackeys said, Dan, Harry was going to apologize. said so he should have hired you because the program <laughs> would be. But that, but, but that doesn't matter after the fact because everybody at this point in time is focused on Jake Diebler's Ohio State team winning. Yeah. You're, you're going to hear stories. The players love them. Okay, great. But the guys, the powers to be, the Gene Smiths and the new athletic director and the board of – hey, man, uh, you win? What's the record? Nine and one, we're in. You know, that's it. That that's that, that's the experience of an interim coach.
5: Oh, makes a lot of sense. Makes a lot of sense. Double D, as you know, man. The hot topic this week was court storming. I've heard it all: arrest them, <laughs> hire you know bare knuckle fighters to knock out all the students. Like I've heard it all. Like, what's your take on where we should go with this?
13: Uh, I lost my career on it. I had a kid get uh, towards the ACL for the third time. We beat we beat Toledo down seventeen. We win. We're twelve and two. And we got this kid back who I thought, you know, was a pro, but he had two ACL injuries. He had a great half. I told my assistant, man, we're going to – no one's beating us. Well, crowd stormed at Anderson Arena. They jumped on his back, tore his ACL. My point guard separated his shoulder. And instead of winning – I thought we were going to win 25 games. We win 18, and the kid decides his career is over. He's not going through the rehab. Having said that, I'm all for court storming. I think it's simple. You just hire more security and you put them around the visiting team and everybody sees these big old guys in big old jackets, you know, you know, those FBI jackets or whatever the hell they are. And uh, you just protect the visiting team. You know, when Duke comes in or, you know, when, you know, maybe Michigan comes into Ohio state, whatever, that it's going to happen. Just hire security. My dad did this in 1972 in Gary, Indiana. He did. He in the sectionals, in the state of Indiana, if you want a sectional, people stormed the court. My dad and Gary was the principal. He built a field house, beautiful, didn't want it, hired the big football players, put a rope around, and nobody stormed the court. Just it, it, Kids are still going to storm the court. Arresting them is the stupidest thing. Bellis, I want to slap him. I love Jen, I do. But when I heard that, I'm like, what are you talking about? And you know what, though? Even though I did lose my career to it, I did say in the press conference, nobody will give a rat's ass until a Duke player gets hurt. I said that in 2004, and it turned out to be true in 2024. There he is. True story.
4: Nostradamus. I I hear you. I think it is a lot of anti-Duke rhetoric. I absolutely, and I'm with you. The only difference is, and I said this on the show the other day, um, what do schools want? Yeah, they want the courts. They want the photo op. They want all that. But they don't want to spend more money. And if they have to spend more money, um, who knows whether they'll yeah, do it? But I'm with you. I think there's well, a middle ground.
13: I'm finding the I'm finding the hell out of them. Now students don't care about the fine. No, I get that. But I'm saying I'm getting. I'm. I'm I know a team's coming in. I know it's going to be heated. Mm-hmm. I'm hiring extra security. Yeah. Game goes. I'm, I'm protecting the team, the visiting team, and if you all storm the court, it's going to be. A, it's going to hurt. Like it, you know, if I really want to eliminate it, then I say, okay, it's a half million to a million dollar fine. For the score, if I really want to eliminate, I hope they don't. I like it. I'm sorry. Maybe I'm wrong. I like it. I think it adds to it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm with you. you know, I, they don't get that many opportunities. Of need t- the kid at Duke didn't get hurt. I mean, come on. Well, see,
4: that's where you and I disagree. I don't. I didn't think he needed okay. to be hurt for him to not be subjected to a chance to get out. Like, you drop him into the running, the Bulls, Pamplona, and say, get across this deal. I, I, that's all I said. I just think, hey, let the yeah. let the team get off the damn floor. I, I wasn't yeah, I playing results that. on that. He had to be stretchered off for it to be serious. But, um, but
13: I I understand no, what you, you're, you're saying right. too. You and I agree. I, we agree on this. Protect the team. Yes, protect the team. I just get tired of Duke because nobody cared about Bowling Green and this kid Jermaine Fitch and getting mm-hmm. hurt. And he only averaged three points a game because he was always banged up. But he's one of my every guy at Bowling Green. Uh, my guys McLeod and them were like, "Hey, coach, you know this guy's going to play in the NBA." I'm like, "Yeah," but he kept getting hurt. So nobody cared at Bowling Green. So I'm bitter, fellas. What can I <laughs> tell you? I'm bitter that nobody cared at Bowling Green and they only care about Duke. All right, so t- you go. Take that bitterness to
4: the airwaves tonight, uh, today <laughs> in Indy, my friend. Yeah. Take care. Hey, uh, congratulations,
13: Ice. That's great news, man. Thank See you, man. guys. See you.
4: Bye-bye. You got it. Thanks, Double D. He was on the Brian and Coin Systems Fangus Hotline. We'll wrap it up with we'll Tell the Truth next. Rothman and Ice on the Fan.
2: Your morning just got beefier. Morning Juice with Beamer, Bobby, and
0: Shark.
3: Weekdays from 6 to 9.
0: The Fan. Ohio Sports Destiny. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time.
1: Tell the truth with Rothman and Ice.
3: Sponsored by Twin Peaks. Eats, drinks, scenic views. All right, CB, take us home. All
6: right, so with it being the Leaf day, February 29th, I don't know how the national days of today work on this day. Does it bump up to the 28th or move to the 1st of March? I don't know, but there are a few for today, and one of them is National Toast. Day as in the bread in the toaster, you get it. Mm-hmm. Uh, my question to you is obviously there's things like avocados, jam, butter, peanut butter, you could put on your toast. What jam. is the best spread slash topping on a piece of toast? It's a jelly or jam.
4: I, uh, by the go. way, back here. to the leap year real fast. Yeah, yeah. Like if you're lucky enough to be born today, birthed, that means so the next leap year I think is in twenty eight. Which means you'd technically be four years old, but you'd really be only one year in leap day years. I believe the number of people with a February
6: 29th birthday is around five million worldwide. Is that? I think I saw That's that figure it. this morning.
4: Yeah. So Interesting. Yeah. So if you're like, let's go back. Like if you're born in, in 2012, you'd be 12 years old or three, which would be awesome. Like, can you imagine you get to celebrate, like, your third birth? Like, that would be a little kid's birthday. Yeah. You wouldn't you know. get to the adult birthdays for a while. Okay. It'd be amazing. I'm picking up what you're putting down. Yeah, so. Okay. that would be lucky. Anyway, back to his questions yeah. about the toppings for the toast. Well, yeah. I mean, the kid, the uh, high school people would tell you what? Avocado toast. You mentioned that already. That became a big trend. Uh, I'm going with the Tiger Woods. Hmm. Peanut butter and bananas. That seems like... As good as anything you could have, and I'm one of those rare guys that I have taken. I have to toast everything. I don't like anything untoasted, and I like this. Is you got to be careful because you do the peanut butter on the toast and you put it in the toaster oven. You just don't want it to drip over the sides into the toaster like oven. Peanut
5: butter doesn't go on after.
4: That's no, what I was about. No, to no, ask. no. I I've done this and I've done it for a while now, where I've actually put it in the toaster. Interesting. you got this down
5: to a science then. Because that seems like a dangerous game to play my friend. You overheat that peanut butter, that can get thin fairly quickly and runny. Yeah, that's right. Sounds good, though. I'm not a big breakfast guy, CB. But back in the day, you know, before your boy was running down to the bus stop, I would fire up some toast, and it was strawberry jelly Mm -hmm. with a little bit of butter. You hit it with a little bit of butter and strawberry jelly, and that works for me. Is that seedless or with the seeds? I think I would prefer seedless. Okay. Yeah, seedless. I think anybody's really enjoying... Seedless. I don't mind the seeds. Oh, really? Yeah. In your jelly or jam? Yeah, that's Seeds right. in
4: there. Okay. Yeah, I know they sell it like seedless, but i I take it either way. That's fine. I didn't, I didn't. Where can you get this? Because now I'm interested. Well, no, I mean, I think jelly. you can go anywhere and get the seeds. I don't think it's that... Unless you want some hemp seeds, Matty, or something like oh. that. <laughs>
2: so, Where are we that's out?
4: right. You hanging out with Aaron Rodgers? No, I'm just saying... <laughs> Where do you get this
5: amazing... Okay, I just didn't know, uh, you know, jelly with seeds and it was popping in the streets like this. Well, doesn't... uh, Don't they have that option at the grocery store? Whether it's seeds or... Mama Hayes told me to learn something new every day.
4: And you just... I could be wrong. (laughs) CB, break the tie on this. You can go and just get regular...
6: I'll be honest, I didn't know. I didn't know there was a difference. I would just buy my grape jelly or whatever at the store and didn't even think twice about it. Yeah, I don't
4: think you're going to get grape seeds, but I do think the strawberry well, somebody call Smuckers. Get him on the phone. He
9: calls
4: well, the name like Smuckers. It's got to be good. There has to be the, truth. the
5: raspberry. You make up your own truth. Right? I'm, not, I'm not debating
4: you on this. I just have never heard of this. So that's why I'm very curious. The preserves? I don't know. I'm I'm telling you, I go to the grocery store right now. I could probably have the option of getting a raspberry preserve with seeds or
5: without. You're telling me this is something you've enjoyed before? Get orange juice. With
4: pulp? No pulp? Yeah. I'm going to check this out. I'm going to go to the grocery store right after the show. Oh. I'll report back in. All
6: right. Well, in the meantime, I have another leap day question for you. I saw one of the deals going around a bunch of these stores and food places are giving away discounts uh specifically insomnia cookies it sounds like if you have proof that you were born on february 29th they are giving you a six pack of free cookies uh like i said if you prove that you were born on this day does that sound like one of the best birthday promotions out there for business no because it's not on my birthday we'll
4: just get that fake uh, id that you have (laughs) fake id i ain't had that years man fake Just id go around with a leap year well, fake well, id of february fake... 29 for this kind of stuff <laughs> well, i need a fake id for to get no, this free six but pack but this
5: is not the best thing that i've heard because it's not on my birthday and i am jealous of the folks that can walk into <laughs> insomnia tonight or whenever and gets you know six pack of cookies for free i listen cb there were some late nights on campus where i enjoyed some insomnia cookie that's for sure they'll get you right
4: what if you just went in there and said, listen, I've heard about this promotion. I love your product so much. I wasn't fortunate to be born today. Just, Sir, you where's your up? credit
5: card? <laughs> Debit or credit <laughs> or cash? <laughs>
4: it's a bonus day. Okay. What if I buy something? You throw in a bonus. Give me a little, add yeah. a little extra snickerdoodle in the box,
5: please. Where are you at? You didn't get in your answer. Is this the best food oh. promotion you've heard of?
4: Um, it depends. I mean, some restaurants will give you the free dessert, you tell them it's your birthday. And by the way, they're not asking for an ID. You could a lot of places you go in, why? This person's birthday. Yeah, I think at probably... I, I it, like it's BJ's Brew house, if you go up to like, was that Polaris, they do the
6: Pazuki for your birthday? Is, yeah. Whew,
5: that's special. Gotta, gotta eat go. it quick though. Gotta eat that quick though, because the ice cream will melt. So we answered it. That isn't the best yes! one though. Before we go, if you miss Jordan Dejani talking all things NFL, Cam Miller talking college football, Combine, and then obviously our guy Dan Dockage talking everything college basketball, wherever you get your podcast, type in Rothman and Ice. And those
4: interviews and a lot more, will be there waiting. All right. Great to have you aboard. Comment T-Bone will take you through the afternoon. We will hit you up on Friday at high noon. Rothman and Ice on the fan.
2: The sound of Paul Keel's calling a Buckeye game is erotic. Oh, yes. Your home of the Buckeyes, the fan, Ohio sports destination. This is a fan action update. This action update is brought to you by ESPN Bet Gambling from the 1-800-GAMBLER. Hey, how about a Big Ten championship? The Ohio State women's hoops team gets it done over Michigan last night and even covers the 15-point spread with a 16-point win. Big one tonight for the men's hoops team hosting Nebraska. Ohio State's a a three-and-a-half-point favorite ESPN
0: bet, minus 155 on the money line. For your ESPN Bet Action Update, I'm Scotty Vegas.
1: Broadcasting from the Lindsay Honda Studios.
3: Honda makes the cars, Lindsay makes the difference. Visit lindsayhonda.com.
2: WBNSFM, HD1 Columbus. The Fan Sports Center. And I'm Timmy Hall. Happy Leap Day, everybody. Hoops night here on a, here on The Fan. Beginning to be hard to predict what this Buckeye men's hoop squad will do. Two huge wins in the three contests since Jake Diebler took over. Seeing if they can grab a third. They host a 20-win Nebraska team at 630. I'll warm you up at 530. As far as readiness to play, Deebs doesn't think that'll be an issue.
12: It's a really good team. Coming into our building, a team that beat us once already this year. So there's there's plenty of, of motivational elements to this game.
2: Blue Jackets took a 4-1 loss at the Rangers last night. Two empty netters. They were in that one. No time to think about it. They're right back home. 7 o'clock puck drop versus the Hurricanes. And the women's basketball team at Ohio State won the outright Big Ten Championship. This one is sponsored by Nature Stone. Schedule your free in-home estimate today
0: at NatureStone.com. It's not just a floor. Wow. It's Nature.